And just like that, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all for joining us live right here with Living Split Screen. And if you're not, you're checking us on the on the audio side of things. I want to say thank you to YouTube because uh, the growth has been quite consistent on that side of things. But nonetheless, welcome to Living Split Screen, episode 105 in the intro to season three. You know, Pong, last week we were you were having some mic issues with me dropping in and out of the mic because of my voice escalating up and down. I want to know up front, is Discord doing the same thing? Uh, it is not currently. Sir. Okay, not currently, not currently. Maybe I'm not do, too excited. I do hear the Discord static a little bit from your side. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I We had that before, too, when we were doing Discord, so I'm ignoring it right now because I think it's just on my side that I'm hearing it, but uh, yeah. No, you sound great this morning. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't hear it through your mic um, on mine, okay. and of course, I'm not going to hear it on mine. So yeah, just let yeah. me know. Um, anybody in chat, anybody that's watching this live, let us know. Um, if you're hearing my my mic sound a little off, or on the audio side of things, if you got hear my mic sound a little we- little bit weird, let me know. You guys should be getting the raw audio from my microphone uh, straight into OBS. So. Shouldn't be too many issues there, but nonetheless. And Abdel, no, you're not late. You're right in time for the intro. Again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living Split Screen. This is Season 3, Episode 105. This is a non-console-centric platform that talks about everything going on within the gaming industry. Um, this week, it is going to definitely be a lot of Diablo talk to be happening. Uh, there has been some negative things, but for the most part, um, I'm hearing a lot of people come together and say that this is probably not only one of Blizzard's best um, releases up front, especially it's an early access, so I can't necessarily say day one or anything like that, but even in early access, uh, I can I can attest that the game is playing very smoothly. I will also say, for anybody that is joining us live, I will have gameplay for Diablo up for you in the background today. I was going to have some Dead Space 3 gameplay um, for us in the background, but I think I'll, I'll do say that for next weekend. Um, because it is Diablo week, right? We want to go ahead and get that out there, uh, get more gameplay out there. I'm running a build that I don't know if anybody else is running. I saw some other people using Lightning with the Druid and whatnot. Maybe not the same way that I'm using it, hopefully. Um, but even if they are, again, it's not like I'm doing something brand new. It's part of my skill tree. But um, I like to, I'm using right now when I have coined the Feral Poisonous Storm build. Um that's 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 my name for it. I uh, the poison's going crazy. Storm wolf. Let's go. Yeah, something like that. But it's not really because there's more poison than there is lightning. So, uh, but I do have my lightning attacks. They chain. They feel good. The joy's feeling all right, man. Uh, you can definitely tell that some other classes would probably be a little bit better. Um, as far as well, no early game. Because I'm still, I haven't progressed much through the story, but we'll get into that in a minute. I am one of your hosts, Steel Rain. That's I, Steel Rain I. That's he is a seven everywhere. Google's the easiest place to type that in to find all of my information. But I figured the streets of Twitter. So hit me up in the DM. Let's chop it up. Um, One thing I will say, or I'll leave that for the background. I'll, I'll, I'll text that man myself. It'll be all right. Because um, I was going to be in some additional content this week. Life's been kind of crazy. And uh, this week was has been kind of crazy. And other than that, I'll be honest. And say I chose to be a gamer. Um, and yeah. the nights that I could have done it, I said, you know what? I'm going to get some Diablo in. And I'm in reference, I'm talking about I was going to do something for the Lords um, as far as doing some predictions for the upcoming shows. And, well, one, it slipped my mind. And two, I chose to be a gamer. 
it is what it is. Uh, I'll take that on the chin, um, but we'll address that later. And no problem at all. Dicado, what's going on? Anyway, but I have to pass it off to one of my brother from another's. Uh, he is the uncanny gentleman himself, as I like to call him. He is the X-Man who is not Cyclops. He is my guy. Pong! So, what's going on, brother man? And uh, co-founder of the Living Split Screen. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, hey. Listen up, everybody. It is season three. It has been an auspicious start, as I said, behind the scenes this morning. But we are here because that's what Steele and I do. We drive through the problems yeah, right? yeah that's yeah, what yeah. we do it has been one heck of a week again you got two gentlemen here who have a whole lot going on in real life and it always seems like something is going down with one of us or both of us and this week was no different for sure i lost my ac thank god it got fixed yesterday uh last clutch, night yeah. uh finally prior to xbox ultimate um but yeah like steel was saying you know the other thing about this? Steel and I are gamers first, right? You, you again, shout out to everybody who podcasts, everybody who yeah, much love. any kind of content and all that kind of stuff. Much it love. is not easy to be consistent in that area. It is not nah. easy to do it on a weekly basis. Um when you have families, when you have real life going on, uh, and things pop up all the time. And the other part about that is a lot of people don't game a whole lot they put out they really great don't content, they really but don't. They don't game a whole lot gaming comes first to both me and steel as always. gamers always. always right and that is one thing that we have been doing this week steel especially once diablo hit um but uh you know we're gonna have some other things to talk about too obviously it's showcase season mm-hmm. um rumors are starting to heat up uh, we had Rand uh, pop into Xbox I saw that. Ultimate last night for the. Uh, I don't know. If I, I don't. I don't know if I heard everything. I feel like okay. I missed something, but I okay. I heard the majority of it, if not all of it, for the most part. Yeah, Xbox has done very well. Um, oh yeah, you said you said it was about to get leaky. Yeah, I, I yeah, do it's remember about that. to get leaky, folks. So if you're one of those people, I'm not. You all know but me by please. now. I want to know everything, okay? So yeah, I'm going to be hunting down leaks, okay? If you're one of those people that don't like leaks this week, you might want to mute everything around the Xbox showcase because according to Rand, the full show is out there in the wild right now. It should okay? be. Yeah, well, why um, not? not? I'm not talking about the video and that kind of stuff. He just said that there is a that the, the show is now known to enough people that this week you might start getting some details. Again, normally Xbox is very leaky. They did a great job this year. They were able to pull off one hell of a tease this week. And, you know, I see we were just talking behind the scenes. Somebody brought up us ranting all the time. I might have a little rant for y'all. Oh, really? Damn, okay. Yeah. This, again, this happens all the time, Steele. You know this, but especially around showcase season. Okay. The people out here who want to once again control other people and say ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't Go get hype talk to them. Talk to don't them. Do... Well, well we'll get into it well, i'll save it but this you, you again i'm not running around tell people they have to get hyped i'm going to be hyped for myself i'm going to speak for myself i'm going to talk about the things that i'm excited to see during showcase season but i'm not going to tell anybody who says 
you know, anybody who they themselves are saying to themselves, I'm not going to get hyped. I'm going to temper my expectations, all that kind of stuff. That's you. I don't want to, I don't want to be disappointed. What? Uh, No, I was saying that. And that's them as an individual, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's no real reason for you to be like, uh, for people. I don't get why people try to control a narrative, especially in a space where the narrative doesn't need to be controlled, right? Um, gaming is fun. It's a hobby at the end of the day. It's not, we're not talking about gas, your electricity bill. You're not talking about, um, your water bill, your cell phone bill, your internet bill. You're not talking about any of that. Um, and if we're not talking about those things, I don't see, or politics or religion or anything else like that, I don't see why you need to control the narrative. Right. Um, unless you work for one of these companies and you feel as though. Um, right. The lack for, yeah. for a better term this morning, because I can't think of nothing else. But <laughs> if you think that cucking for them um, is going Ooh. to be your solution to maybe get in pocket for them to send you some content for sure. wh- whatever it is, um, it's never the the way to go on things for sure. Um, but. Again, people are going to try to do what they want, especially when they've been in a community for an extended amount of time. Yeah. And uh, there were some things I took away from last night. Maybe, And again, people yeah. um, play in their own ways and people like to joke in their own ways. Um, and everybody was also raised differently. It's one of the things that I started coining here is, you know, don't expect for everybody to think like you think. Right. Um, because you can't. You're going to end up leading yourself to failure and disappointment and yeah. uh, a lot of other things uh, doing that. Um, and the biggest reason I say that is because it's like the it's like the backhanded comments that people make like, oh, man, look at look who started a podcast around this time. And oh, man, look at look at the kind of conversation that you guys are having now. And oh, man, you guys sound crazy. And it's just like, you know, I, I just feel really weird about that, because if I was a bigger content creator, um, you know, if we had 100K view, I had, had 100K uh, subs on the channel. I personally wouldn't be sitting here downplaying stuff and messing with folks and telling them what they could or could not believe in. And again, I, I may, and I don't feel like anybody's necessarily doing that per se. And again, if the shoe wit fits, wear it. Uh, I, I'm not going to try to defend what I'm saying either. Um, take it for, take it for what you is at face value. Uh, but I do think the overall point is uh, again, and I don't, I, I will always love having this conversation. If you were, if, if this is something you'll get into later. Um, and that's just having about having honest conversation and fun conversation and just overall, just having a good time talking about things that we like. So, yeah. And to that point too, as well, steel, it's, it's about taking personal responsibility for yourself and not getting disappointed. Right. Right, right. Right. Listen to podcasts mm-hmm. and they're talking about rumors or speculation Thousands. town and we're having a good time Appreciate you, Dave. and we're getting hyped again. If you're one of those, if you're one of those people that get disappointed because you get yourself fired up, it's nobody else's fault, but your the own. Yours, yeah. Right. 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 And that's how I always handle things. Same. And I will always preach the same. It's my responsibility to control myself. Right. Again, whenever I come out of show disappointed, right, I will talk about it, right? I will talk about the show Mm -hmm. itself if it wasn't a good show. But if I got myself up to unrealistic standards or I said, oh, they're going to show off 40 games and they're going to show me the next five years of the roadmap, that's on me, right? That's on me. Now, again... I will criticize when a show is bad, like I did with Sony. You know, I will certainly talk about that because obviously we feel that Sony should have done more with that show, hopes and dreams. Oh yeah. Way more, way more. They missed opportunity. That that, that stuff. So again, 
But, you know, as far as trying to tell other people to temper expectations, yada, yada, yada. I hate that stuff. Um, and to get back to my original point of this beginning, here we go again. Three, starting off, as always, Xbox has controlled the leaks very well this year to the point where they could do a tease for what I am in the boat that says that was absolutely a fable tease this week. Yeah, it had, um, to, be. had and, to be. But the only way that works is if you don't deliver. have the show leaking, right? And, yes, Steel, my second point, you need to deliver it at the end of the day. Again, for me, I wasn't expecting Fable to 100% be at this show. It's a cherry on top for me if it shows up or if it doesn't show up. But now that you went out here and made a blatant reference to Fable um, from your social media team, and I'm not, again, people out here trying to say social media team doesn't know anything, BS. How does that, how does that make BS. sense? It makes zero sense. So anyways, we'll get into that. But what I was saying is originally Xbox, um, supposedly, according to Rand, the show's out there. So if you don't like leaks, if you don't want anything spoiled from the show, be careful this week on Twitter because things might start really popping off. Um, we'll see. But man, it's an exciting time. It's Christmas for gamers. I always say that every year. This is Christmas time for gamers around E3 time. We start seeing new things and we got a lot that we're going to be seeing. The the showcase starts next week, or the showcase season starts really kicking off next week. Right. A lot of different shows. We're going to have a lot to cover. Um, but thank you all for joining us for season three. Happy to be back for, uh, man, this is my favorite time. So, um, Steel, you know what? We are going to have to get in Diablo talk. So yeah, we'll yeah. kind of save that because, again, anything else for you and I this week, Steel? Like, we were both, we were both in the DMs. Like, we're gaming. We're playing things, but we've just been waiting on Diablo. And, yeah, but before the yeah. release, it was me talking about, man, I really kind of don't know what else I want to play because I did get into um, some Space Marine because uh, Space Marine 2 is on the horizon, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me go try out some of that Space Marine, that first one. Uh, let, let me see what I can feel about the Warhammer 40K um, IP itself. And this is kind of like my, real, my true first foray into it. Uh, and Space Marine is a is a is a great game. Um, it, it it really is. Um, it definitely is a product of its time. You could tell the gears influences in many ways. Yep. Um, but it also it's it's a product of its time where games were just trying to be games and um also have the cinematic effects and everything had to be Michael Bayish. Um, where things had to blow up and be me upon. We're talking about that. Uh, we were yeah. we were also playing Dead Space Three this week, tell which em. I mentioned uh, earlier. Yeah. And man, does that game. I, I, again, I've come to a conclusion this week that I just don't, I say this week, and this is something that I've always come to the conclusion about ever since I've found reviews about games overall, but people don't know what the hell they're talking about, or maybe they just get mad about one thing, about one focus, focal point, and just run with it, but on the flip side of that, because I, th- I gave you some thought, too, and it's just like when you play these games years later, though, um, you don't know what kind of uh, what kind of fixes went into it um, and yeah. why the game is probably great now versus when it first released. It's like Mass Effect with you, too. Steve, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Mass yeah. Effect, because when Mass Effect 3 dropped and they fumbled the ending of Mass Effect 3 and everybody was up in arms to the point where they went and patched 
the ending to Mass right. Effect Three. You don't know any of that. Right? Yeah, I, don't, I don't. You heard it. You heard it from yeah, us. Yeah, of course, of course. But but you would have no idea what yeah, that no was idea. originally like. Yeah, you went in and got the best version, right? Yeah. Dead Space Three, same thing, but different at the time, right? Dead Space Three came out and tried to do things different from the original formula, mm-hmm. which was beloved. It's still dead space like you were saying no, yeah, it, what people it, are talking about it, it feels like dead space, space. yeah it but feels it like that first game at even time, in co-op right but at the me. time it was different from the first one right in the fact that it was more action-based no it and was, it yeah, was it more it was it was just it was more michael bay like as we were talking about during while we were playing like the set piece, mm-hmm. it was just a different style of dead space that people absolutely rejected in a lot of ways. And that's why dead space three has gotten the hate that it has over the years. But you and I, again, I haven't played dead space three in so damn long. Like I've no, forgotten I most of the so, game, yeah. but going back to it now, you appreciate it. Right. And again, oh, yeah. for me, it was another eye opening experience for PC gaming. That's another eye opener. Yeah, I posted some screenshots and and made the and and uh, talked about it on Twitter. It's incredible to see because I'm not using any mods. I'm, I'm not yeah, doing no, any of that. Game, this is game. how the straight up how the game is from the Game Pass store, or from EA Play, I should say, because through PC yeah, you got to go through EA Play, which is crazy. Um, that's another thing. That's like what. Uh, but yeah, through the store is how it's set up. And they haven't done anything to that game, obviously. It has no right looking this gorgeous deal. It has yeah, no nah, right, and crazy. yet it does. We are playing through it. Sure. Can you still tell that it's an older game? Yeah, for it? sure. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. It tells but still and I walking around visually, I was blown away that this game looked this good in 2023. And we're having a great time with Dead Space 3. It's something we're definitely going to continue yeah, we gotta to go play back through to, it yeah. and beat. We're going to, because both Steel and I are I, I, having such a blast. I, I got the that, DLC, so. <laughs> yeah. And co-op always was one of the highlights for Dead, Dead Space 3. Um, and I never played it in co-op back in the day. Um, I played it single player because I was more of a single player guy back then. Um, so having that experience now, forgetting most of the game, um, and then going back to it now with Steel and playing it in 2023, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's just an awesome time. It throws me back to the 360 era yeah. when things, when all these games were launching and these franchises uh, were just at their peak. Again, Dead Space 3 was hated on, but I got to say, going back, shout out to the devs, Visceral Games, for doing one hell of a job back then that a game can transfer to 2023 with new technology, new hardware, yeah. you know, obviously at, you know, I've got a modern PC now so that it actually works and it looks gorgeous. And we're yeah, having a blast. Well. Everything plays well. The only thing that does pop up and this is part of the old game thing is save checkpoints. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's one thing that is like, okay, yeah, this is an old game because steel and I, uh, we saved. We we exited the yeah, game. Yeah, why say save and quit? And it doesn't. Yeah, save it's and quit, not. Like, it's not a live okay. save and quit. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's, it's save your last yeah. random checkpoint that the game decided was a checkpoint <laughs> when when Steel and I had already moved on beyond the, the on the on that level. We had moved right. beyond that. Um, that was the only thing. But again, old game design being old game design. That's what sometimes you get. Uh, Steel and I were what we lo- we were back 15 like minutes, twenty minutes, fifteen maybe. twenty minutes. 
yeah. something like that. And now we know. Now we know. So now we know what to expect. But right, uh, right, yeah, right. shout out to Dead Space Three for being great, uh, for being awesome co a co op experience still to this day. Not only uh, that, really Pong too, yeah. but the while we yeah. were playing also was like the come. Ah, for lack of a better, again, for lack of a better way to put it, but the complexity of Dead Space 3, because yeah. in, even in co-op, we were having different experience for shit. Like the last most recent yeah. mission that we played, we were in yeah. co-op and I was like, yo, Pong, there's a girl that's walking, walking over there. Yeah. He was like, what yeah. girl? He was like, what are you talking about? Um, yeah. I was like, yo, no, somebody's like just literally walked across the snow in this path like this way. And I literally started walking that way. He was like, no, nah. I was like, yeah. come on, follow. I was like, no, he's like, she's over here. He was like, well, no, nah, you ain't see nothing. And then we started progressing through, through this mission. I mean, we're like in this tunnel or whatever, and this fucking party supplies all over the birthday party supplies everywhere. And I'm like, Pong, you 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 don't see this? He's like, Nah, I don't, I don't see it in this crazy shit yeah. you see it. This fucking pipe dream you see it right now. I'm like, Yo, it's yeah. just, just kind of cool. And then I was also like he, hearing stuff around. in my head. Yeah, exactly. It's the, designed around the co-op experience and yeah, steals yeah. character in that. And spoilers, sorry, folks, if you haven't played Dead Space Three by now, please yeah, go play it. If you old game, you know it's great. It's an old game, but yeah, giving the co-op player a hallucinate, uh, hallucination, hallucination. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that type of experience separate from the other player legit. Like I thought steel was, I thought steel was effing with me. Right. I thought, I thought he was just totally saying this because steel and I go back and forth. If you ever heard us live, it still (laughs) does this to me all the time. You'd be like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. And because the cutscene talks about this girl from steel's character and I'm like, I didn't see any girl steal. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was a girl walking. And I'm like, okay, this is just Steel doing his thing. All right. There was no girl there. And then we started going and Steel's like, are you seeing all these birthday, birthday, uh, birthday celebration type uh, decorations? I'm like, no, Steel, I'm not seeing your birthday type decoration, birthday type celebration decorations. No, I'm not. And he's like, no, no, legit. Like, there's all this stuff. And he started <laughs> describing it to me. And then I'm like, oh my god, they're giving your character a hallucination while well, I'm t- totally normal. Yeah. So that it it represents that, you know, what the weirdness is that's happening during this scene. Well, uh, it was awesome. What it sold really it for awesome. me was that elevator scene where I was just yeah. like, Paul, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. see this shit that's going no, on. No, he finally sent me a clip and I'm like, of a clip. Nope. I got none of that. That shit was screen, funny. Whatsoever. But yeah, yeah. no, nah, so, so Dead Space 3 has been really dope. Um, and just um, Space Marine has been really dope. Uh, definitely one of my favorite, uh, I would say, guys in the suit of armor. Um, shout out to my guy, Titus. His homie did him wrong. I can't give that man no respect. I, can't, I just can't. And I need to, Space Marine too. I need to see what my boy Titus do. He needs to come back. And I don't know what's going to happen, but this man is a beast. He's a fucking savage, and I, and I like it. Uh, it gives me some of those early uh, Master Chief feelings in some ways, of course, in their own universe. But but I'm interested. It has me another character that I'm looking out for, so that's always dope to see. But other than that, like outside of those couple games that we've been into, um, D4 has just been um, the one that's looming over the horizon in it's literally put me in a place where I was just, I'll just be sitting here looking at the screen sometimes um, and just say, man, I, don't, I really don't want to play anything else. And then the game comes out and I look, guys, like <laughs> there's a there's a seven hour live stream that we ended up doing. I didn't even know it went that long um, until I ended the stream. And I was like, well, oh, wow. OK, um, <laughs> so if that tells you like our experience with it thus far, um, again, everything that I've experienced from D4 at this point. Um, we'll get into a little bit deeper. Uh, I just want to kind of give you an upfront synopsis yeah. about it. 
um, is exactly why I didn't want to play the beta, right? Um, why I wanted to go into it fresh because uh, I knew that the game was going to feel the way that it does to me. And again, this game isn't going to be for everybody. Uh, I, again, I want to lead up with these things because I, I know not everybody's going to enjoy Diablo. And I know Diablo, um, some people are going to be like, oh, well, it's just a brainless game, which me and Pong will also talk about. Because uh, I've never felt that way about Diablo. I can understand maybe late game after you've put hundreds of hours in. Like, yeah, maybe it turns into that because it's like... How long? You're farming at that point. Like, how long do you need to play a game before you you know that you're what you're grinding for, or you know why you're in this experience now? Right? It's that upfront experience with Diablo is what's special a lot of the times, which is why I didn't mind getting getting in early. Um, I'm excited for everybody else to get in. I've loved every moment of this experience. One of the greatest games that I've played um, this year for sure. Um, definitely within the last decade, it's leagues and bounds better than what Diablo three could have ever imagined to be on release. Um, just in like it is a comparison, and this this game is going to have this. The legs on this game are going to be so long; it's going to be crazy, right? Like currently, like I, even me right now, there are prime builds that you can use. They're already got the sites up; you can go look them up for every class. I'm already trying to go against the grain because Diablo is a game where there are varying, and especially in this game, it seems a lot more balanced. We'll see what it You'll know. I'll tell you guys when I get my PvP experience in, but um, yeah. this game does seem a lot more balanced um, between all the classes. I was talking to the guys last night a little bit about this too, um, and I think it was the night before, where and we're playing on um, the second world tier. Right, which is the highest you can play until you beat the game, apparently. So, solo play feels different from group play. Solo play, it does give you that difficulty, right? You're in World Tier 2, you're bumping up against these bosses, especially when you get in packs. You feel it. Now, for me, I think the main thing and the main negative takeaway, because I kind of want to leave with this before we go into a lot of the positive things that we'll get into later. Um, I'm about to pass it off to you, Pong. But the main thing for me is the lack of vision as far as between your characters and the enemies. And I don't know what's necessarily going to make that a little bit easier to see because sometimes you do get in... And Diablo's always been like this, so it's kind of one of those things where you could... You could be going just fine and then randomly die. Like, it it, it happens. Because um, you're either not paying it. A lot of the times it's because you're not paying attention. You get into a rhythm. You're just like, ah, oh, nothing can kill me. And then, boom, something kills you. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need to pay attention then. <laughs> um, but that's a, that's a lot of it currently that I'm seeing. Maybe it's just me not paying attention, getting caught up in the moment, because there is a lot to pay attention to, especially because I'm not a pro at fucking ARPG or CRPGs, whatever the case may be. Um, so there is ARPGs. something ARPG. Well, so I had to write the first time. Yeah, I, had to, I had to write the first time. I had to write the first time. Um, but getting back into the swing of things, when there is a lot to pay attention to, you got mana, you got your health, you got your character, you got a placement, you got what moves are you doing? Like, what Do you even like the moves that you're using, right? Like, you have so many things that you're thinking about and taking into consideration while you're playing, uh, you know, going through the story, doing missions and things that 
it adds so many different levels and layers to it, uh, like an onion, right? You start peeling things back, and it just pulls you in more and more and more. Um, but yeah, if one negative thing for me thus far is definitely the vision on some in some of the areas, um, or just for the character. I do wish I could pull my camera out a little bit more, maybe. Um, I, I am getting more and more used to it. You can pull your camera in so you can get a little bit more of a closer look at your character. Um, and you can move around with it and everything. I, I was testing that out, but you can't pull it out. And I would like to see them allow you to pull it out maybe just a little bit more, uh, maybe like 10 degrees or so uh, to make it a little bit more comfortable, give it a little bit more variance there. But nonetheless, Pong. Yeah. Other than, uh, you know, Death Space are we, are, we, are we deep diving or are we going to go into games of the week and then get into four more? Are we going to give our overview? What do you, what do you, what do you want to do? Um, want we'll, to do? we'll probably go get into our... We'll, 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 we'll get into the upcoming games first and then yeah, and go then heavy then. into Diablo. I, I just wanted yeah. to kind of give an outline of, yeah. of yeah. my experience with Diablo thus far before we get into it. Yep. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, overall... Uh, this is everything I expected from the beta uh, has transferred into the game, um, the actual game, the full release. Mm -hmm. Again, we are in early release week. Next week is the actual uh, launch week of Diablo 4. This is early release, but there's so many people playing it already. Um, everything that I saw in the beta, everything that I thought Diablo 4 was going to be, is exactly what this game is. Uh, this is a game of the year contender. Um, I'm not saying necessarily it's going to make the cut. I think it should as of this moment, but this year is extremely tough when it comes to that. There are, are a lot of games already in the first half that are deserving of game of the year nods, but that's exactly what we've got. Shout out to the blizzard team for handling the early launch, because this is not like, Hey, shout out to you too much love. Yeah. Shout out. To, sh it, this is not like, okay. This is not your normal early launch type game. This is something where I imagine that they've got millions already in there and they've been doing one heck of a job of keeping the servers up, which yeah. is exactly what this, again, Blizzard Blizzard has been known for shoddy uh, server issues coming launch day, right? And it doesn't matter what it's been, Overwatch. It, it's just always been a problem for Blizzard. They did the betas along with the server slam, and it's showing that they learned, right? That they actually figured, at least for the early launch, they figured things out. Now, next week, you're going to take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. And we're going to see how they handle it. But I got to say, like, no server problems so far. So that experience has been above and beyond what I've come to expect from Blizzard in a lot of ways. So that already puts them ahead of the game with this launch. So I've been extremely happy with everything. Again, this game is phenomenal. This game is in my game of the year contenders category. Um, they have done so much work. And, you know, what we saw in the beta, Steel, like you said, you didn't want to play the beta because you wanted to kind of go into it fresh. Right. Like I've said, playing through uh, all the betas, I still enjoyed my first steps into sanctuary in diablo 4 i still had zero issue playing through it yet again that's how good for me this game is is i was taking my time i wasn't rushing through right. I, I still was like let me know when you get to the town and we can we, we we can join up and i was like 
you know, the, the, the later steals like, you haven't gotten to the town yet? I'm like, no, I'm enjoying my time going through the prologue. I'm just enjoying my time yet again in here. I just had a big smile on my face and I was just playing through it. Um, it was so much fun to experience it all over again. And that's a credit to Blizzard and what this team has done. Again, I've said from the beginning, uh, or through this process, I should say, as they have done their developer deep dives, as they've been so transparent with the community, what, what they're doing, they have done a master class on how to launch a game here. And for me, that says it all. And now that we've got the full experience, all the little touches, all the little extra stuff that we didn't see in the beta steel is now live. Mm-hmm. It just adds to the experience, and I can't complain about a dang thing right now. Yeah. There's a there, there's a couple things here and there, quality of life stuff. Um, again, of course, Diablo's, you know, Diablo's heart and soul is with the PC community. Diablo's heart and soul was that it was a PC game, and they eventually brought it to console. And there's still some of that there. Damn, does um, it feel good on controller though? It feels great on controller, but what I was just going to say is one of the quality of life things for me is on the big screen because I am playing uh, on my couch. I am playing through Xbox. I did not cancel my pre-order on Xbox uh, and pick it up on PC because I knew I was going to be putting a lot of hours into this game, like a lot of hours in this game. And so the couch experience still for me is premium. Um, So I'm playing on my big screen. And I will say there's still some things that they don't necessarily think about. Steel, I had for my rogue class. Hmm. There is a skill, um, some of the skills that the markers on the big screen, when you're focused on the action, and let's say uh, one of my specialties for the rogue class has um, an indicator that is on the UI that's okay. off to the left-hand corner, <clears throat> right? It's not prominent enough. And I was finding myself missing it every time it was activating. And it was a four-second activation. That it was, a, it was a specialty that only lasts for four seconds. Mm-hmm. I was not able to see that. It was, you weren't able to middle, see, the, see, the, see, see it happening, see, right? See, see it happen when it activated was not prominent enough for me. So I wound up not noticing it until it was over with. And I was starting to refill, that active, the, refill the bar again. Mm-hmm. Um, for that specialty to activate, um, it, that made it pointless to me because on the big screen, there was no way I was going to be in the middle of battle and still know that I had filled that up and it was activated. Right. And I could use it. Um, so for me, those little things are still like, Hey, yeah, no, the game's still PC, right? It's still a PC game at its core. And I wish they could have thought of some of those things, but otherwise, other than that, Zero issues with this game. Had zero problems, right? No disconnects. Um, none of those issues that, you know, some of the little blips. Oh, that yeah, we had no disconnects. Beta, zero no disconnects. No disconnects. Yeah. All in uh, parties, right? And we've had, we've had max parties for most of the, uh, for the past couple of days already. Um, yeah. Zero problems there. So again, everything I thought the beta showed us this game was going to be came true. And then some right on top of it, but we'll deep dive it later. But that's my overall thoughts right now. It's a game of the year contender for me, for sure. Right now, it's probably my favorite game that's come up this year. Uh, It's easily one of the best games, um, one of the most hype games that I've had. Uh, Again, of course, Starfield. It's come September. That's it. It's over with. Uh, But this game right now, Diablo 4, just really, really polished, really well done. I know they're not making everybody happy. I know there's people out there that... 
think this game should be free to play, that the store stuff is egregious, which I will agree with. It is egregious. It's Blizzard, but it's optional. Uh, yeah. We'll um, talk about we'll, it. Yeah. We'll there's there's it. more so, that goes to that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely. For sure. 100%. But yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, there's gonna there's definitely a lot more to to that topic that I would like to get into because um there is a good conversation to have uh, around that right paying seventy dollars for a game um and then to have ugly cosmetics in your store in my personal opinion and again uh, I'll, I'll I'll continue to say that and I will also say that's my personal opinion um but we'll definitely get into it and get more we can get more into the depth of things so. Yeah. as we do with that let's get into these upcoming games pong uh so the people can know what they have to look yes, forward sir. to and if they're interested at all right so yeah let's absolutely get we're coming up to the week of june the 5th we are in june everybody of course uh oh, let's God. go let's go what's going on uh nothing just our videos are fucking all over the place so i might have to sit on the screen for a second um okay. and fix our fix our screens and whatnot but it should be fine. let me know let me know when we're ready I uh if you want to shout out chat real quick you can do that yep i can absolutely do that let's go let's go let's go all right uh let's see here uh first of all dakato yes dakato they did not change that you know exactly what i'm talking about because you said you wound up ending just staying with the combo points yes sir that's what i wound up doing um myself because yes there was you just couldn't see it you just wouldn't notice it on the big screen i think on the pc i probably on the smaller screen i would have had no problem seeing it but yeah dakota they never changed it so that is one of my small gripes uh dakota is here of course the one the only nix is in the house uh we got tim the sorcerer is here as well we got back from the dead shout out to back What's going on, back? Great to have you in here. Fastback OG and LG podcast. Fat Fastback, what's going on, brother? Great to have you in here, brother Chris. Of course, from NLG is in here. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim Eastside Vandal, what's going on, man? Great to have you a part of our show today. Welcome to season three. Jacob Novick is in the house. What's going on, Jacob? Web Dave, who joined us on Xbox Ultimate last night and mm-hmm. gave his predictions for the show. The one, the only Web Dave is in here as well. Go check out his channel as he does interviews with basically everybody in the community at this point. The man is a monster. Um, BZ McNasty, what is going on? Great to have you a part of our show as well. We got It's Timmy. It's Timmy's in the house. We got the one, the only Talos Ray is here. We got Wilfrey Rosario. What is what going up, Rosario? On? What is going down? Uh, man, we got we got Pickle Papa in the house. Game hey. Pass Dad, what is going on? Game Pass Dad says he watches us uh, to get through his work day still. Hey, so I appreciate shout that, out to man. Game Pass Dad. What's going What's on, brother? Great to have you in here. Great show last night, as always, on Xbox Ultimate as well. Um, newest member of Xbox Ultimate. Uh, Perfect Shogun is in the house. What's going on, Perfect? Uh, who else we got in here? We got Rob Dadon is in the house. What's going on, Rob Dadon? Thank you for dropping in and saying hi as well. Who else? Who else is in here? We got Sick Slayer, the one and only Sick Slayer is in the house. Thank you for being here, brother. Always great to see you. We got Boba Fett Gaming. Great to have you, Boba. Thank you for dropping in here as well. We got Abdel114 in the house. Paid extra for Diablo 4 Early Access, but I'm out for the whole weekend. Oh, man. Hey. That's all right. Gonna be See when you get back, yo. You'll have plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Up there, this is going to be around, man. That's going to be around. And uh, the extras, you know, 
well, that's personal opinion whether or not they're worth it. But uh, you know what? Enjoy the game when you do finally get the, in there. Doom Reapers in the house. Reaper. On, always on? great to see you. Always, always. Uh, in fact, our clan name is Reapers of the Valley. So if yes. you guys are looking for a clan in Diablo 4, feel free to hit us up, um, and uh, we will accept <laughs> your invites. So. Hazardoid is, is, says, is this the Xbox podcast? Hazardoid, this is a non-console-centric <laughs> podcast. That's what it is. <laughs> we talk everything, Haz. We talk, we about, all, we talk, talk about the industry. That's right. Uh, hey, what's going on, Froggy T? Right? What's going down? Uh, great to have you in here. I see you jumping in here as well. Uh, awesome to have Haz in here, by the way. Uh, again, shout out to you, brother, for sharing Ow. all the uh, news out. Um, who else we got in here? I got to scroll back up here real quick. We got who else has dropped in here? Looking, looking, looking. God, you guys are chatting it up. We got Stanley Francois. All right, Masshole1977, what is going on, brother? Great to have you here as well. Um, let's see. We got the one, the only, Black Carday. What's going on, Black? Great to have you always jumping in here and saying Gene. hi. Every se- Gene is in the house. What's going on, Gene? RWK88. Great to have you in here, RWK. I see you. I see you in here. All right. I think I've got everybody who has popped into the chat. If I missed you, please. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did I miss somebody? Oh, Tom from Toonami, of course, is in here. What's going on, Tom? Always hit me up in the DMs. Great to have you in here, Tom. Tom. Great to see you. Uh, Doc50, we brought you up earlier, sir. Did I say casket repair? I got a shout out casket repair. got a shout out casket repair. Casket repair, what's going on, man? One of the OGs. Yeah, what's going on, Casket? Always great to have you jumping in on a Saturday. Uh, we got M. Gene. You said M. Gene. Great to have you here, yo. All right, I think I got everybody. Steel, if you're ready to rock and roll, Bet. I can get into. I'm I'm ready to rock and roll and roll and rock. Let's get started with the first game the of this upcoming second June six. And this one is in Game Pass. It will be dropping in the Game Pass. Really? Eight, okay. Eight. Amnesia the Bunker. Again, we talked about this series deal. Not for everybody, uh, but Amnesia has been around for a while. Um, a lot of people do like the franchise. I know uh-huh. when the Game Pass games were announced uh, for the first half of June, people were like, meh. A lot well, of people were. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this is showcase time, folks. Aren't you used to this? You're gonna, they always gonna have be... a surprise mm-hmm. for the showcase of a game that's going to either shadow drop that day or is going to be coming very shortly to Game Pass. And Exo Prime was coming in June also, yes. and they didn't yeah. highlight that either. So um, I, I'm because pretty sure they're going to first work. half. Right. It's the second half for Exo Oh, okay. Prime, that's, what, right? that's what it is? Okay. Yeah, they always split up uh, Game okay. Pass months into two halves. So they always do, uh, you know, like towards the end of May, they do the first half of those Game Pass launches, right? And then the second half comes later. But like I said, with showcase season, they always have a surprise at the showcase too. So that's what I'm expecting. You look at that lineup, and there were some things I personally liked. um, That, But again, I'm that guy who grazes everything. And again, it really doesn't matter to me because Diablo 4 is out. I'm not really going to be playing a whole lot else at all. Um, But... That lineup screamed, hey, we need something else in here, and it's coming for Showcase. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. So um, Amnesia the Bunker, though, being one of those games, again, not for everybody. Horror, psychological, with mm, some jump scare stuff in it, uh, something I won't play. But Amnesia the Bunker is day and date. And then, of course, as Steele and I just talked about, Diablo 4 officially launches this week, June 6th. 
comes out of early access. We will see how they do with the servers at that point. After playing this, I have great faith that Blizzard's going to come through. So anybody who did not order the Deluxe or Ultimate Edition will be hopping in this week. Please come on in. Enjoy yourselves. Welcome to Sanctuary. Mother is waiting for you with open arms. My God. Mother gets better and better through this game too, Steel. We'll talk about that. Um, Harmony. The Fall of Reviri is coming to Switch and PC on June the 8th. That is from Don't Nod. So if you are a Don't Nod fan, um, this is coming out. It uh, will launch June 8th, Switch and PC. And then June the 22nd will be PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. So, of course, in a future episode of Living Split Screen, you will hear me bring this up a game again. But Harmony, The Fall of Reviri, Switch PC, June 8th. Shout out to Don't Nod. Got a great fan base. A lot of people love their games. Not my, again, narrative-driven games are hit or miss for me. Right. Um, so, but uh, Don't Nod does a great, they they put out great games uh, for a lot of people. Okay. So check out Harmony. Uh, MotoGP just continues to roll along, of course. MotoGP 23. All you bike fans out there who like bike games, uh, MotoGP, MotoGP actually has a lot of competition these days, um, but they keep rolling out. So yeah. platforms are P PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation yeah. 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, developed by Milestone SRL and published by them as well. So June, June 8th. Um, let's see here. Why is my screen doing that? There we go. Um, we got Dor Dordo. I don't even know how to do this. Dordon. Dordon? I think it's Dordon. If I, if I... Dor yeah, Dor Dor I would say Dordon. 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 I, I, I would Dordon. normally do that. D-O-R-D-O-G-N-E. Dordon. Uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. I really so highly doubt that it's week. called Dordogni. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I uh, highly doubt it, but... I would, I, I would anyways, say Dordogne, but anyway. And anyways, that's the next week. Everybody got out of the way of Diablo 4, so that's okay, next week anyways. Right. That's June the 13th, so we hey, don't even need to go into I that. I do need to tell you what the developer is, yeah. though. That's Un Gene Saisqua. <laughs> un Gene Saisqua. Yeah. Gene Saisqua. Yes, that's French. Gene Published by Focus. It actually looks... It, I like the art style. Yeah, no, the art style looks mad dope. It looks like a little actually. girl yeah. uh, hand-painted, like, watercolor style. Yes. So it actually looks pretty cool. Uh, but that'll be next week anyways. But anyways, everybody got out of the way of Diablo 4 this week. Looks they, like they, they, Yeah, everybody left and said, nah, we'll release a different week. Because next week has got a few more games. It is showcase season. Um, game releases. June is packed with big games. Um, but the, the lists each week are kind of small uh, for this month because mm -hmm. we are coming into those summer months as well on top of showcase season where more things are announced. Um, but yeah, that's this week, uh, upcoming week of gaming steel. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you guys are excited. Um, oh, I need to fix some things right there too. Uh, for our vertical scenes for when I do some uh, streaming to, uh, well, not streaming, but do some YouTube shorts and whatnot, which I haven't been able to do um, the last couple of weeks, but... I'm definitely going to jump back into it this week. But that was your upcoming game segment, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, you found something in there that you could be excited for. Hopefully, Diablo is the one that you're excited for. And again, like Paul mentioned, please come check out Valley of the Reapers. Um, if you are interested in, uh, you know, getting some Diablo clan action in, uh, there'll probably more than likely always be somebody running it. And uh, keep in mind, if you're going to run it with me, please have genuine interest in the game. 
Uh, Because, man, there's nothing worse than somebody not being excited. Right? Right? Back from the Dead says, don't know about your group, Punk Soul. There was a guy in my group saying Mommy Lilith and his kinky fantasy. Oh, my God. Well, well, well. That's a little far, but I think Pong was thinking about it. I think he was thinking about it. Uh, the official Diablo Twitter has corrected people claiming to call her mommy. It is not mommy. It is mother straight up. So just be, be appropriate with Lilith. It is. Mother, he said be appropriate. <laughs> oh, snap. No, nah, but shout out to casket sure. repair. says he's getting actually some sun and pressure washing. I was going to ask you if you were power washing the game, but you Ooh, said man. getting some sun. So I'm just, I think you're doing the real actual pressure washing yes. uh so shout out to you casket repair enjoy that uh that can be fun uh, real in I, real I life like some, i like pressure washing pressure, yeah, pressure washing, washing is be fun. fun yeah it's, it's, it's it very is satisfying fun. it is very satisfying yeah seeing something that you pressure wash and it just yeah. like it turns from one color to a different color uh the sidewalk as you watch that yeah. dirt come out of the concrete yeah, yeah. oh man it's it's it's, it's, it's a good it's feeling good yeah, it it's definitely a good feeling. Uh, let me adjust some things here really quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is for, again, for our YouTube shorts and whatnot, just so they look smooth. Uh, we don't have any issues when I record those. And we haven't. Talos Ray recently. says, I can only afford the third one, but I'm enjoying it. Hey, shout out to you, Talos Ray. Again, as a budget gamer, I totally understand that. The third one now compared to when it launched. 12 years ago, totally different experience. And the third one, Steel and I ran through it recently um, in the past yeah. few months here. Uh, and rebeat it, beat the DLC. Uh, the third one is a great experience now. The loot system in the third one is awesome. Uh, it's a lot of fun. The uh, the power fantasy is there in its full glory. Uh, it really is a great time seeing your character get to godlike levels in Diablo 3, 100%. Yeah, you and I were running two neck rows, and my God, were we melting people? My God. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of disrespectful at a, at a certain point, but. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 what that's what Diablo is about, though, man. Yeah, it's about making your build, um, enjoying yourself, and just chasing that power fantasy. Yep, hundred percent. And Diablo Four is gonna be around for a long time too, Talos. So don't worry, it'll be there. Yeah, uh, no. There, look, if the only reason why you want to be why you want it right now is to be part of the conversation, that's understandable. But it's not needed. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. And don't think that you have to. Um, again, real life is always going to be more important than anything else. Uh, I'm never going to sit here and be like, "Oh, Talos, well, you can't afford it. And you're a broke boy." Like that that doesn't oh, make that doesn't make there any are those sense. People out there too. Um, yeah, there are those people there. Uh, that I doesn't mean, make any sense, and I don't get why why people do that or why they try to take it there. And again, you just justify whatever you want for yourself and however you need to. But it's just people have weird energy, man. And as long as you got something that you can play right now. Um, or you have some genuine interest that you want to jump in at some point whenever the funds do become available, or maybe you went through a giveaway or something to that nature. Yep. Uh, again, wait for a sale. We'll be, well, people will be there, and you'll also have people. The other thing, too, is there are some negatives to jumping in, into things up front, and there are, there are also a lot of positives. Yep. The, some of the negatives are when the people up front get tired of it, they, ju- they will drop off the game. Um, I will like I could be honest with you and depending I don't know it'll depend on um, how long Diablo truly grabs me um, but I'll be honest with you and say that hey you know once I put you know 500 hours into the game uh, 300 hours into the game I'll be more real, a little bit more realistic because of timing and everything that maybe I want to go play something else right I can't I'm not gonna lie and say that oh there's not gonna be another game that comes out soon I also yeah. have a podcast 
that I'm not going to want to record gameplay for, yeah. give a run. Yeah. And yeah. by that time, the what thing, the one thing that makes Diablo so great, once you play the story for that first time, and that's that's an experience that people always miss out on. And anybody out there, if you're playing this game and you're missing out on the story, please play it dancing in this one. Yeah, it's worth it. Four is so immaculate. Like, I know people say, well, you know, the other ones didn't really matter that. It, the story has always mattered to a point. Um, they also, Blizzard also made sure to put up a, like a VDoc series of the events that have happened up to this point. So you have a good breakdown and a good understanding of what you're walking into. And they're like eight minute videos, right? So, and there's like six of them, I think. Um, if not, maybe a few, a few less than that. And if you want some background of what's going on, check those out, please. I cannot advise against and I checked those out while I was leading up into the launch of the game. And man, I, I feel so more so I feel so much more like filled in to what is actually was going on, especially since, you know, since the last time I really paid to paid attention to the story was Diablo two. And then three is kind of like uh, they break it down really well. So there's that. Um, and again, you know, values and eye of the beholder, but nonetheless, I do think this is the time for us to go ahead and get into our deep conversations about the Diablo four. Um, I am going to include some things that I'm kind of questionable on right now. Uh, I do probably have what pong at this point, at this point, I'd probably say I got about 16 hours in. You probably got 16 hours. I'm I'm right around I think 13, 12, 13 right now. So because obviously yeah. I was dealing with the AC and right, all right, that right. kind of stuff. So uh, yeah. So I, I got 16 hours in already, and the gameplay that you're seeing right now um, is from what that time. What level are you still, by the way? Um, I'm about to be 45, I think. Yep. Yeah, right, I'm folks. about to be level 45. Steel's about to hit Paragon already. Yeah, Five yeah. Five more yeah. levels. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is how we've been playing this game. Again, this is this is real. And I haven't and even progressed is... the story. After the second like main right. mission that you do. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 mainly because we have been in groups, and I don't want to... I know me like me and Pong play together. Sure, that if that's what you know, that'll be one thing. Um, we both likely listen to everything, and I and I would literally mute the entire party. Um, I, I did it on release night. I muted everybody when the cutscenes came on because I wanted to yep. hear what was going so on. I. Um, <laughs> I <had my laughs> because there is a lot of a lot of detail in there, so yep. there there is that. But yeah, let's get, let's really let's really dive into it. So Diablo Four released this week. Um, for those who have been living under a rock, or maybe audio listeners, uh, you kind of jumped to this point because this is the main Diablo talking point here. And um, new if you're listening live, we appreciate you coming through. But if you're new to the conversation, Diablo and no 4 spoilers. Release. We won't have spoilers. Um, yes, uh, there won't be any spoilers. Um, I do have a seven-hour video, though, that does have probably some spoilers in it. Um, not too much. Again, two no. main missions mainly. Um, some other side content that's in there. So you can check that out if you want some a good representation of live uh, live gameplay, live go- commentary, a uh, group of people that are that are in chat, chopping it up, talking about Diablo. Um, if you want some feelings of what of what it did on release night, so there's that. Check that out on Olivia Split Screen. But Pong, I got to be honest with you, man, and tell you that Diablo Four is is pretty much everything that I expected it to be and more. Right? Um, I told people last week, and I've been kind of on this note 
uh, since the beta that I, you know, I jumped in the last epoch. It didn't feel right. I jumped into Path of Exile. That didn't feel right. And uh, and I can also be frank and say I'm I'm not of the most hardcore uh, when it comes to the Diablo experience, the ARPG experience at all. Um, I typically have fallen off of that bandwagon unless it's Diablo, <laughs> right? So to see Diablo 4 perform in such a light that not only in early access has it released extremely smoothly but i feel like this is uh on another note also i think it raises rod ferguson's um name a little bit more too as as the closer making that come a little bit more into reality yep. because uh, let's put this in the he, he joined put this in two picture years ago a little over two years ago. And we'll put this in picture. Six months ago, there was rumors going around that they were, uh, that Diablo 4 was in dire straits. They weren't going to have the game together. They were probably going to have to delay it. Um, these were the rumors that were swirling around this game. And me and Pong were sitting back, back in the back, like, man, I just don't want it to be another D3 situation, man. Like, come on. Game broken day one. We don't need that. Um, but then we got the beta. Uh, the beta really solidified a lot of my confidence in the title. Um, solidify a lot of my confidence in Blizzard. I mean, really solidified a lot of my confidence in what I've seen up front because as we got closer to release, and I do think even with a game like Diablo, that the old adage of sometimes things come together last moment, this could have probably possibly one of the, been one of those last uh, those situations, or maybe um, when you have a good closer like Rod Ferguson uh, to get in there and really stitch things together then you get what you've gotten thus far. And again, this is only a small slice of what's, what's to expect. We don't know how to really judge the game as far as server performance and things like that until full release uh, because early access and early access and not everybody's going to jump into that. Um, now, I'm trying to think about how I want to break down the Diablo conversation um, or that I just want to kind of give my overall feelings about the game. Um, I'm, I'll break it down like this. I'll break it down to like uh, the characters, the world, um, and like microtransactions, stories, stuff like that. So I'll start off with the characters. Uh, the characters are, are pretty much are, are extremely solid. The only thing that's missing for me is more customization, um, but that's also a personal thing for me for me right um i wish the druid had other other options body types um i wish all classes had that option um i think that would have added a lot of build diversity as far well not necessarily build diversity but uniqueness to the game um that we had never seen a diablo now again with the with the type of customization that we have now you're still able to get that um each class you can make you can choose whether they're a male or a female or whatever you want them to be. Uh, you can, you know, change their faces from a few presets that they have. Um, but it's a unique enough at the end of the day, my character is going to have full, a full set of armor on in most cases, as long as I can change the colors. Um, that's the main thing. Transmog is vast up front, right? Um, you're only going to get more gear as you progress through the game, but it does feel very destiny ish, especially now um, where when you get a piece of, when you get a piece of gear, you know that when you break down that piece of gear, you'll be able to unlock it later through cosmetics, right? Um, and knowing that that is an option adds so many, every time that you go back to the wardrobe, um, leads you to think about, you know, how do I want to go out this time? Do I want to change up my fit a little bit? And also being able to change it on the fly, right? Because you can push up your, you can push on the start menu and uh, go to your character sheet and go to a piece of armor, press A, and it'll unequip the, um, 
the wardrobe mod or the, uh, the wardrobe or whatever that you have on that piece and start with the cosmetic piece and you'll have the how the armor looks regular. So there's a lot of uniqueness in that, which is something that uh, I was hoping that Diablo was going to hit. Uh, especially with four, we're in a different generation. You want to give people a lot of variety. Um, and I do think they, they, they landed that mark. Um, as far as the world overall, this definitely, as somebody just, I just touched on Diablo two here recently. Um, and the biggest thing for Diablo four was that it was getting back to the, the nitty gritty of it all. Right. Um, the thing that a lot of the hardcore fan base was missing out on because it kind of disappeared with three. Three was a lot more arcadey looking. Um, they use more of that Fortnite style, cell shaded kind of look, um, per se, and it, it pulled some people out of the experience. I didn't mind it up front. Again, I understood they were going a different direction. Um, it was also released everywhere. Another one of those games that um, continued to get support, but it didn't launch well. Uh, so, but going into four, we wanted to bring some of that, not necessarily realism back per se, um, but just that dark grittiness that, that Diablo was known for. And four has has that in spades in every aspect, no matter where you travel, uh, no matter what enemy that you're dealing with, even when you're in solo play, you're you're feeling that pressure. You're feeling the ambiance and it's super dope. Um, so far, with about 15, 16 hours in the gameplay mechanics feels um, it feels it feels exactly like it should, right? Um, there are characters, classes that are going to feel very similar to the way that they played before. But again, it's Diablo. What I mean, what can you expect? Um, I would have liked to seen some additional things, um, changes for the Necro is part of the reason why I changed from playing a Necro, which I typically would have probably went first. Uh, whereas this time around, I went Druid, and for a multitude of different reasons. But overall, man, like the fact that the game launched as, at least in my eyes thus far, as successful as it has, very minimal issues. This is something that I've spoken to multiple, multitudes of times. We don't get games very much anymore that are fully complete on release. And although there is a microtransaction system in here, there's a store, it's extremely optional. Right. And it's not like they slacked up on um, the in-game armors only limited to a certain set to where you felt like you had to go buy some cosmetics out of the store, right? Not like, well, not like Halo made you feel, for an example. Um, so with that in mind, with the cosmetics being optional, uh, the main negative point that I'll have about those is that they aren't very thought-provoking and they aren't very unique. Um, and I don't think that they were very well, well designed. Uh, for this world, I think you could have had something so much something that was much better looking, especially for the price point that you're offering at. Uh, I'm not paying $20 for those skins. I'm not. Um, I, I wouldn't expect anybody else to I actually suggest people do not spend that money on those skins because they're not worth it. Uh, I, I, again, in my personal opinion, the only one that kind of is, is the Necro one. And it looks so basic for a Necro that I, I have to still say no. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, don't spend your money. But, I would advise against it because I just don't think there's any uniqueness to it. And it does speak to something else that Blizzard does need to address. And I think gaming overall, the industry needs to address is that when you're making people spend money outside of the money that they've already put down, especially for a game that is $70, no matter what version that you buy base, um, 
let's put some more effort into cosmetics. Um, I'm talking to you, Destiny. I'm talking to you, Halo. Um, you know, all Halo, Halo's free to play, and Destiny has become more free to play. You still, you still shouldn't sell, have go short when it comes to these cosmetic ideas. Uh, so that's the one thing that I'll take away from the store itself outside of that. Um, it doesn't seem like there's anything in there to help people progress per se. Uh, I saw some people talking about some things like some XP buffs and whatnot. At the end of the day, you can have all the XP buffs you want. You know what I mean, if you're just trying to get the end game, that's, that's a personal choice. Um, if you're just trying to experience the story, that content's going to be there for you no matter what. Um, and that first playthrough is always going to be a unique experience. I'm in ways that, even if you get to Paragon to, uh, and you get to the highest level um, in that first run, that's not necessarily going to matter because you still have so much more to go through. This is going to be sitting with me for some for, for quite some time for sure. Um, I see plenty of play sessions with the squad happening with this one. Um, I think, hey, I'm 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 even thinking we, we, have, to, we have to wrap this up soon so we can jump back into that soon. Like uh, after the Diablo conversation, we'll get into this day in gaming and uh, we'll get right on out of here. We'll do our prediction <laughs> show next weekend. It's the day. It's, the, it's right before Sunday. It'll be all right. It'll be perfect. Um, gamers first. Gamers first. That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I, I'm, I'm right there. I'm on the edge. No. Um, but yeah, if that doesn't explain to you enough uh, about how I generally feel about the Diablo, I recommend picking it up. Um, even if you're a newer player to Diablo, Again, um, definitely check out those eight-minute VDocs that Blizzard put out uh, going over what has happened in the story thus far so you can get caught up a little bit. But even without that, you could jump into this game and have an experience. Some Something of um, similarity to, I made this point, uh, and I was thinking about this the entire time I've, I've been playing, but it, this game literally makes me feel like uh, Gauntlet made me feel back into the game back in the day gauntlet legends it literally feels like that in all the right ways um building up your character chasing that power fantasy getting especially when you're with a group of guys everybody's got their build got their builds working together um that's the other thing too where solo play feels where if you're on a world if you're on world tier two which is the highest you can go up front um if you're on world tier two solo you have the difficulty experience um enemies will hit you like a truck but then you get in a co-op you'll have some moments where you'll you'll want to make sure that you're paying attention but for the most part if you guys are synergizing pretty well everybody's getting their abilities off and you guys are staying together it, it just creates a whole nother level of magic um within the world and a sense of um, adventure that I've been looking for quite some time. And I think it's going to pull it. This is going to bring in a lot of people together for a while, which is always a great thing to see with the gaming industry, man. Um, very few games that do this, um, especially for a game that is considered a um, MMO light um, because the world, when you go adventure in it, you will see other people, which is kind of dope. And it, it, it adds on to it. Pong, how do you feel about Diablo overall? Um, how's it treated you thus far? And um, are, after this Diablo segment, are we just going to get into these this day in gaming and uh, go ahead and jump into Diablo? <laughs> Take it away. Well, I hit a couple of topics. Steel. A couple of quick topics. Uh, no, listen, uh, you know, I said it early on. Um, Diablo 4 has lived up to all those expectations and more for me. Again, we talked about it during the beta, uh, what we were seeing, if that was going to translate into the full game, that uh, Blizzard should get all the credit in the world for listening to their fan base. Again, with a game like this, you're not going to make everybody happy. 
Um, you're just not. It's it, it's much like Halo. It's much like any of your big games. Um, you're not going to make everyone happy. However, however, what they've done here is exactly what they needed to do. Um, they listened to the feedback from Diablo 3 all those years ago, learned their lessons uh, by updating Diablo 3 time and time again and making it a game uh, that now, if you jump into like Talos Reyes, um, you're going to have a fantastic experience. But they took the lessons learned, heard the feedback, said, you know what, we got to go back to the darker, gritty, brutal style of Diablo 2, but make it current day. And that's exactly what they did. And then they also took the next step and said, we need to make this more accessible for people. Again, I understand as somebody who's been playing games for you know 40 plus years now, that sometimes they change games in ways that we that have nostalgia for old type games doesn't always jive because they're trying to get a bigger audience. But this is still a business at the end of the day, and I'll get to the business part of this as well with the shop. This is still a business at the end of the day. These companies are here. The only reason why they're making games is because they can make money. Um, and we all have to, at some level, accept that fact. We can complain about it. We can certainly call out egregious attempts at you know, taking money from people. Um, but avoiding the pay to win is the biggest thing. And they've done that so far uh, from what I've seen. We'll see when battle passes start hitting. They, they addressed it um, extensively in their last dev direct, uh, dev diary, whatever you want to call it, that they went out of their way to make sure that there was no pay to win here. Um, and again, when it comes to that stuff, you guys have heard me speak before. I don't mind battle passes. I don't care about that stuff. I don't care about games as a service. It's all optional to me. Now, there's some people out here who are very heavy-handed uh, when it comes to saying that they don't like this. They don't like this direction of the industry. You know what? You're, you're allowed to have that opinion, and I can actually understand your side of things as well. Again, as somebody who's been playing these games for a long time, I do sometimes miss the days where a game came out and it was just the game, right? You bought it. You got the complete package. There was no extras. It was what it was. I totally get that. But we're in a new age. And this is the digital age. And, and we're, we've are we long passed the point of no return for that kind of stuff. So I take these games as they are. And Diablo 4 is a great example so far. Um, graphically immaculate. Absolutely love the details they put into this game. Again, the little environmental details... Again, I was admiring the other night when we first hopped in. We were standing outside a dungeon uh, waiting uh, waiting for a couple people to catch up. And I started firing my arrows because I'm playing rogue class and I'm actually playing long range. I'm not, I don't go for the meta builds. I know the meta build right now for rogue is, is blades. Uh, there is a reason for that. But I like to play long range. I like my bow. So I was firing my bow off. And you know what? Something simple as the grass moving as my arrow shot over the top of it. I just had to stop. And I was like, look, guys, look at this. Look at this. The grass moves as my arrow flies over the top of it. It's, it's little things like that that you know this team thought about when they didn't have to. It, it's something you won't notice unless you're looking for it. But there it was. So uh, killing an animal in the snow. Uh, killing a wild animal in the snow. The animal falls over and the snow has a depression from its momentum of it falling over. Just little things like that just add to the whole ambiance of the game itself. The atmosphere off the charts. 
it's seamlessly going from a forest to swampy area to snow area and that transition is just so beautiful and so well done um again hats off to blizzard for finding that balance and for making that moment where it's just natural like it's not there's no jarring to it it just feels like oh i just crossed into a snowy area now like it's just so beautifully done sound wise (laughs) i was talking to steel this is another little detail you won't notice unless you're really paying attention and unless you're specifically uh have a fantastic surround sound system or you're playing with headphones uh sitting in the shop uh at the armorer and uh upgrading weapons right upgrading weapons and armor and I was sitting there and I was going through my menu and all of a sudden I heard this noise and I'm, I, I thought it was something like in my house. And then I sat there and that way I stopped and I sat there because I was like listening. I was like, Is, oh, what's going on? Just little noise in the background sounding like somebody's working on stuff. And yes, I know normally you hear the clank, right? As, as they hit the anvil, the hammer to the weapon, to the anvil, you hear that kind of stuff. This was different in the background. Like somebody was building some woodworking, like they were doing woodworking, I should say. Just little tiny touches like that, that a lot of times is missed by gamers because we're just enjoying the action on the screen, right? We're just there. But if you really stop and you start to take notice of this stuff, it's the little things like that, again, across all levels, visually, audibly, they've put in all those little touches. The crunch of the snow is fantastic. As somebody who lives in a snowy uh, place, you just, snow is hard to do. It's hard to do visually. Yeah. Um, it's hard to do the sound. You, it's really tough to get right, but they did it here. The the footsteps in the snow sound like the crunching of snow. Again, they're just going out of their way. It's all of that that leads up to this total package. Then you get into the mechanics. Then you get into the different systems in place here with a Diablo-type game. Again, I'm not... I've played Diablo a lot in my lifetime, but I'm also not the hardcore guy who necessarily is min-maxing every damn skill who is looking for that meta build. I'm not. I play Diablo the way I want to play it. And what I'm saying to you here is, is that they Blizzard took that into account. And so far, from what I've seen for myself with Rogue Class and how I'm building my class out, how I've heard everybody talk about their own individual classes. We have every class represented uh, with you know the people that we play on a regular basis, right? We have every class represented. And from what I've heard from everybody, is everybody's just having a good time finding their style right now. And nobody feels lost in finding that. Nobody feels like, oh, I'm not doing enough damage right now. When you're grouped up in Diablo 4, everybody feels like they're contributing in some way. And that, again, it's very tough to pull that off. Like, Steel is becoming an absolute tank like he was talking about with his druid class right he is getting that moment now where he's kind of getting in that flow and he charges in and the great part about diablo 4 that we'll talk about that doesn't come across in every game is teamwork again for the reviewers out there who said that this was a mindless fast food type experience shout out to you guardian giving it a three out of five it's not that Sure, can you have a tank class with your Barbarian? Again, shout out to Jasper, who's running Barbarian. Yeah. 
um, and Steel, who's running Druid. Those are your big tank. You can make them into tanks. A Barbarian absolutely is a tank class, obviously. But Druid, you can kind of do different styles. Steel is getting a tank class. Yeah, going. Druid apparently is one yeah. of the most versatile classes yes. in the game current. Yes, absolutely, 1,000%. But the thing I was going to touch on here is when you're teamed up, and and trust me, I, I have already played some Diablo 4 uh, while I was dealing with the AC guy being here and stuff. I was hopping in and playing solo. Diablo 4 can be brutal single player, at least in World Tier 2 right now, yeah. uh, early on. It can be brutal. Uh, dungeons are near impossible on solo unless you are got a meta build somewhere. But for a rogue class or a sorcerer class, you're going to have some issues. Even Steel, you were talking with Jasper that there's a, you, know, you ran into a dungeon solo um, with your druid class that still was giving you problems. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it is tough on World Tier 2. Now, again, they, they give you the option to drop it down to World Tier 1 anytime you want to. I don't know what that experience is like for single player. It's it's he, it's super easy. Okay, so they've, they've adjusted it for, to make that single player experience, you know, fun. If you if you have if if you have a yeah. basic idea of what you're doing, you're doing, I put it I put it to you like that. If you've been paying attention at all to the game or you're playing, yeah. um, and your leveling experience, yeah. World Tier One is a joke. Okay, so a lot of fair enough, and that but that's accessibility for new players as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, that that's, that's what you want. You got to have that option so people don't get frustrated and put the game down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But pl- teaming up, me being the long range lo- rogue class trap based poison based steel and i started getting that synergy when him and i were playing together with his druid class and this is where where if you are going to take the time to learn your class and you are going to get down and dirty this is a game you're going to put hundreds of hours into and you're going to get comfortable with your class and it's gonna you're going to find out how to get that kind of balance and that mix and how you're going to enter in different battles whether it's a boss or whether it's mobs with a bunch of ads it's going to make a difference because I started learning Steel's way of doing things. I started learning Steel's pattern of when he charged in, right? And then when I needed to drop my skills on top of his and get that synergy going where we started melting entire groups of enemies, literally because I'm poison-based trap, right? So literally they're melting on the screen and Steel has poison to him along with, but he would jump in scatter them first then i can drop my death trap now which gathers them all back together he vines them i jump in poison trap them jump back out steel's just going to work in there like mauling them and then i'm back firing in arrows non-stop on top of all these people right that moment isn't captured in every single action rpg no every action rpg has its strengths and has its weaknesses the one thing about diablo 4 it's is consistent it's consistent and you can find those moments where, especially if you're running with somebody who you run with all the time, where you will build that balance. Same thing that we experienced, me and Psycho experienced in the beta. Psycho's playing rogue as well, but he's playing melee based rogue. Right. He's going for that meta build with the blades, right? During the beta, and Psycho and I were playing a little bit the other day, we got that synergy down where I was the long range poison trap based kind of rogue and he was the melee based rogue we were melting groups and rogues are not the strongest class for that but his build because he's going for that melee build it works and it works wonderfully and i gotta say that's the best part about this the other thing i will say too is the other night steel we had a huge group what do we have 
must have had 10 11 yeah we had like 10 people in there 10 11 people in chat now you can only do groups of four um obviously within right. one world server um unless you're at a world boss which they have not started yet i don't believe at all we haven't seen one yet world bosses and some events allow for more players and then you can use the clan system with the invites and you can get a bigger group together uh all in the same server if there's enough room so anyways but we're all running groups of four three uh we had a bunch of groups we had a bunch of people in there we had new players like key uh to diablo um that you know we're having a totally different experience and we had veterans like me like steel uh like a bunch of people in our group like jasper um everybody that opening night there was nobody complaining there was nobody going i'm lost there was nobody saying i'm not having fun all we were doing was laughing having a great time in our parties just Every single experience, one of us would shout out what was happening on screen or when we found a legendary shout out to Mav who was hacking the first night because the man wound up with six legendaries the first night. I, I don't know how, but the man just could not stop drop, getting legendary drops. Um, but everybody was having their own experience, no matter what what their previous experience with Diablo was, but it was all just laughter, just shouting out, just laughing. It was just such a blast that first night. That's when you know a game has hit, when you can have a wide range of different people playing different classes, different experiences, opening night, early levels, the early levels, you're not necessarily you know powerful yet. You don't have your skills built up, none of that. But leveling and going through everything, you know, whether we were running side missions or whether we were running the front, you know, the main mission, mm -hmm. um, it was just a good time steal. And this is not a game that I tire of. It's not a game after putting in a game no, we played until four, no. almost four thirty in the morning. The first I haven't seen no, it was, sun come it was, up it was, playing it was, video games it was, in a long time. It was five thirty. Yeah, and like you, yeah, it was. Five. It was five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those moments don't happen very that. often. Like Steele said, the fact that he didn't realize he had been streaming for seven uh, hours, the fact that I, because I was dealing, again, I was dealing with other stuff, so I didn't get to jump in at the opening. I, I came in at like 7.30 our time, which it started at 6. It opened up at 6. I came in, and to realize all of a sudden, I think the first time I looked at the clock was almost 2 a.m. That's the first time that I looked at the clock to say, what time is it? And didn't want to stop playing. Now, again, is this game going to be for everybody? No. But for those of you that enjoy the loot aspect, for those who enjoy the action RPG aspect, Diablo 4 is everything and more when it comes to these types of games. And now that we're starting to get down to business, now we're starting to get into higher levels. I'm level 38 now. I'm behind, uh, obviously, Steel a little bit because I haven't played it quite as many hours. But now that we're getting into higher level builds, now that I'm starting to look at the 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 deeper mechanics and the deeper systems at play, like Steele said, uh, he explained it very well. They've thought of the quality of life stuff. I was because I was like Steele. Now, I wish I could see exactly what my different uh, what my uh, my different ability or my different stats meant. I, and he's like, oh yeah, just. Don't you remember? You got to click on this. And I'm like, oh, that's right. They do have that quality of life. Click on the left stick. All of a sudden, I got a full side menu showing all my percentages, all my different bonuses, everything right there. Perfectly done. Again, it's the things that you expect to be in a game when they're there. 
they're there. That's a bonus, right? That's something like, okay, they thought of this. This makes it easy. Great. It's here. Along with having definitions mean? of the different things. Yeah, the definitions um, of each individual thing as well. They, Only one yeah, I'm confused went... on currently is the thorns. Yeah. If anybody thorns. knows what thorns thorn. is, or thorn. if that's yeah. just a passive thing or whatever the case, yeah. let yeah. me know. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like I said, I got out my early complaint. Again, UI on the big screen isn't perfect for the big screen experience. Okay. They don't, they, I, I, they, they should have visual cue, cues for some of your passives, uh, for some of your specialties, they should have visual cues on the screen to let you know that you've gotten that, that, that you activated that specialty or um, this certain function when they're time-based. Because again, on the big screen, in the middle of action, it gets chaotic. I heard Steel touch on this too. It gets chaotic. It is all, and we're not even to the big stuff really yet. There's just sometimes in a party of four, there is so yeah, much going on the a... screen that you can get lost. But again, visually on a big screen, I don't have time to be paying attention down to my bottom left-hand corner <laughs> when yeah. I got so much going on and I got to worry about, it doesn't matter if it's a boss or like Steel said, there's just certain enemies that hit extremely hard that you yeah. got to be looking out for their, their moves. And so I don't have time to be worried about that. So they could work on that. Um, they could come up with a better functionality for that. Uh, as far as making sure that people on the big screen can see that kind of stuff, but there's no better feeling still, at least for me, than when we're all in there. And again, nobody is feeling like they're weak. Nobody is feeling like they're lagging behind. You are doing your job and the way that they level behind the scenes according to your level, the way that they adjust the damage so that everybody's on the same page, no matter if somebody's 10 levels ahead or somebody's five levels behind, it doesn't matter. You feel like you're doing the work. They've done that. They've nailed it. It works very, very well. Last night, Steel, I didn't get a chance to tell you, um, and I haven't posted anything on Twitter. Uh, after you got off, Steel, we stayed on for another probably an hour and a half or so. We ran a couple more dungeons, two butchers. We got two butchers and we beat them both. Nice. So, but that was fantastic. That, that feeling steel. Like when we walked in and Jasper's like, I hear a butcher. I'm like, oh no, here we go. I'm like, all right, let's clear, clear out the ad. Again, there's strategy involved here, folks. Mm -hmm. It's not mindless. There is things to think about. The butcher, he was in a different room. We heard him. Clear out the ads first so we don't have any ads in the area. And then we go to work on the butcher. And Steel, guess what works? What? We got the butcher just like the D1 days, bro. Get him in those corners, walk oh, around I'm corners. Out. He is not as quick as he should be around corners. And he's got problems maintaining. He gets stuck on the corner, yeah. He doesn't necessarily get stuck, but it gives you enough time to get away from him. So ah, we found okay. an area. And we worked the circle, baby. Just loop the circle back and around, and then he'd switch off on somebody. That person would take over, work in the loop. I was running in front, placing down traps. All that strategy is still here for Diablo 4, and it simply is brilliant. And I absolutely, we were having a blast. And then Mav, of course, goes, we need another butcher, because we were getting legendaries off of him, right? Yeah. So Mav's like, we need a butcher, jokingly, right? We went to the next dungeon. It was an outside one. Butcher shows up again. It was beautiful, man. It was beautiful. I got the recording of the killing of the one of them. But that feeling when you do that's fire. Finish one of those hard bosses. 
is second to none. And like I said, the power leveling, getting to those when you know things are working right, when you feel good about your class, second to none. When you walk in, you start melting bosses or you start melting mobs. It just really is a fun experience overall. And this is something I'm going to be playing again until Starfield comes out Diablo 4. It's never getting it's never getting deleted out of my hard drive. This is something I'm going to go back to consistently no matter what. Um, all the systems so far work. The transmogging like Steel touched on, fantastic. Again, you don't need to buy anything. Last point. I'll touch on the shop real quick here. I know I've been talking for a long time. I just can't talk about this No, you're good. This game. You're perfect. Um, and I wish my thoughts were more collected, but we've been playing so much. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, the shop is egregious, okay? When you're talking about $20 for skins on a game where you don't get to see your skins like that much, like, sure, they're definitely represented and you can tell, but this isn't a close in-your-face style game. Like Steel said, you can adjust the camera, but... I, yeah, you're, you're not really gonna play like you, that. You're yeah, not gonna yeah. play like that. It's egregious to me to ask twenty dollars for skins. It's optional, so who cares? Steel thinks they're all ugly. I tend to agree so with. So far, so far, I tend to agree with him. There are a couple I do like, but am I ever gonna spend twenty dollars on a skin? Fifteen dollars on a skin? Ten dollars on a skin? Probably not in this game, uh, unless there's one that absolutely fall in love with call of duty you can say the same thing but at least your gun skins are represented close enough in your face on screen right so um it's optional i i wish they wouldn't do it that way like that high i wish they would give more opportunity to purchase more skins i think that 10 bucks would have been a magical place yeah 10 10 10 dollars i've always said that five dollars for skins is like the magic point for me like that way you get me oh that's kind of like guaranteed yeah at that point yeah i can i can buy four you know but again they do the studies there's whales in every game Fortnite, fortnite's gotten away with it forever fortnite has whales it 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 is what it is you're going again business being business they're going to max what they think they can max out on so if that's what people are buying, we already saw some people run around skins. Steel, we we definitely saw that in town. Yeah, right? yeah, we did. So there's already people buying the skins. You know, shout out to all of you. But the transmog system itself is so it's... deep that you can really create a unique character, and they did a nice job. It's not like they created a bunch of ugly stuff for the transmog and said, no, "Yeah, you guys are going to no. want to buy skins." No, they didn't do that. But twenty dollars is still to me way too much for this type of game uh, for these skins. But it is what it is. It's optional. You don't have to do it. So, yeah, it doesn't you know, give you any special abilities. It doesn't do anything yeah. extra. So, no, yeah, again, which is good. Again, it shouldn't be pay to win. It's just exactly. cosmetic. Um, but yeah, again, if you're thinking, if you're still on the fence about Diablo Four, hop off the fence, jump in here. PTK Blam, I will tell you, is also somebody who I know really well. Been podcasting with now for years. Shout mm-hmm. out to brother PTK. New to ARPGs. He got introduced from Torchlight 3, fell in love with the loots and the systems in place. The man is now a Diablo freak. The man is addicted to Diablo. He went and played some Diablo 3. He ran with me in Steel one day uh, on Diablo 3, fell in love, has been all in on Diablo 4. His Twitter right now is Diablo 4. So again, that's somebody who's new to the scene as well, jumping in and finding that this game is well worth it. So if you're on the fence, jump in. Um, I, this game is worth every penny 
Um, to me, as a purchase, this is a game that will give you hundreds of hours of gameplay. Even yeah. if you just want to run through the campaign, you're still going to wind up with 80 hours to get your character up. Um, this game is fantastic, Steel. Shout out to Blizzard. Uh, shout out to Diablo team. Uh, again, in the game of the year conversation for me, for sure. Yeah. Um, again, I think they hit all the right notes, combining some of the things that uh, from the competitors too. Uh, again, you look the path of exile. You look at last epoch. You look at um, games of those forms, and I think Diablo Four definitely has a chance to stay in strong. And again, I haven't even experienced PvP in this game yet. Um, I know that's going to alter my experience a bit uh, because there are going to be builds that are probably going to work a little bit better. Um, I am hoping that the build that I got right now. On one one thing that I do hope that this Diablo does get right um, is that there is enough build diversity to where and I, and I know it does become hard because there are going to be certain builds that are just wrecking right um, yep. just They're completely awesome. completely ridiculous. Um, but I'm hoping that there is enough build diversity where I get to a point in PvP where I'm just having a fun time and everything feels viable right i'm running into different types of people running different types of maybe they're doing some similar things to other people but they got a different they might have a different aspect that they're using or that's the other thing i haven't even gotten to that aspect of it i haven't even put any gems on my build um because yeah, no. we're not at end game yet right um and i don't want to see any of that stuff start trying to form my gameplay around it um and t- until end game um so i'm not wasting the resources because that's the other thing about diablo is you're gonna be grinding if you if you if you waste some resources. So yeah, it's definitely farm. There there's definitely farming to this game. Um, and yeah. once you get high enough and you get into it, if you get to that point where you are looking to start min maxing, um, like Steel said, that's when Diablo is the grind, and you gotta fall in love with the farm. And the thing I will say is that Diablo makes it fun. Um, for me, uh, yeah, I don't yeah. mind farming. I don't mind running through same areas. I don't mind rerunning dungeons. I don't mind any of that stuff. It's always a new experience when I do it. Um, and I can't wait to see the next world tier. I can't wait to see this get more aggressive. Can't wait to see where my character goes. That's the staple yeah, of these types of games, creep, right? Yep. It's that power creep. It's that. It's it. It really is. So uh, shout again. I, yeah, just, this up. They did such a great job with this stuff, Blizzard. Definitely, much love, much love to you. Um, you definitely hit this one out of the park, and hopefully, um, the future is does line up bright, and that the Diablo Four gets proper representation, not only on the PVE front, but also on the PVP front. Uh, and, and, let's see what you do, Blizzard. Rob. Oh, sorry. sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. No, no you're no, good. No. I was just gonna say, Blizzard, don't mess with the loot system that you got going on right now. Don't mess with. The it, loot feels rate drop. it feels the fine. It feels fine. The loot rate drop. Feels gr- I was scared, Steel, that they were going to bring it back to like Diablo 2, where legendaries were few and far between, and it was nah. really a grind. They've got a nice balance here. Yeah. You like again, Mav got lucky out the gate and got a lot. Yeah, uh, Jasper's lot been getting a lot. Steel started out for the first what thirty levels. You didn't get one. Yeah, no, I didn't get a goddamn thing for th- right, up to level thirty five. I didn't yeah. get a single legendary. Yeah, and me Single through th- level 30, I only gotten one um, natural legendary, uh, right? So there was a wide range of experience. Now, like last night, I got three. And, and that was for killing two butchers and a loot goblin. We had a loot goblin drop one as no, well. Which, when those make sense, that makes right? Sense. It kind of, those make sense, right? Which is, which is also super dope, right? Yes, yes. So don't change it. Don't change it. Don't don't. And, it and, and right now, I don't think there's a need to necessarily change the loot either um, because once you... Everything that you're getting right now is going to be is going to be completely irrelevant yeah. by the time you get to end game. Yeah. 
So it's just like, let me get a feel of what some of these things are going to feel like. And they've also have stated that a lot of what we've already seen isn't even the surface of what is possible in here. So, and if that, if I'm going to hold them true to that, um, at face value, I am really interested to see what things are going to be like once we beat the game, because that kind of tells me, cause I'm, I'm, I'm liking where my bill's going right now. I'm, I can zoom across the map real quick if I need to. Um, <laughs> you are. You're very mobile. You're very mobile. Uh, I, I want to see how things go. So, uh, but and, nonetheless. And, and, and uh, one final thing for anybody who's uh, used to these games, respecting they kept the same from the beta. It's very easy to respec. So if you yeah, want to respect some gold, your character, but... it's, it costs a little bit of gold, but nothing outrageous. It's not like you're going to be, you know, grinding for gold to respect. You can respect your character frequently. Just ask fun speculation. Shout out to Mav, who respects all the damn time with every new item that he gets. Yeah, man. You know, you, you get done with a dungeon, get, gotta respect, man. I gotta, gotta, gotta get in there and see what I got. <laughs> gotta, I got this. I got this new thing I can work with. And when you get so many yeah. legendaries, hey, man, I don't blame him, man. You know. Yeah, I know, right? I try to let everything. That's funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is so funny. But yeah, nonetheless, that is our Diablo talk. Um, it has been a good time so far. Uh, I'm not gonna give it a rating, um, but I will just say yeah. it's fun on a on a on a rating level. I'll just consider it fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, we're gonna come up with a scale that's kind of like that. I want I want fun to be like. The good, like the max, good, max funnage, max funnage. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> max funnage. I'm out. There's fun, and then there's max funnage. Funnage. You're stupid. Um. All right. So now we're gonna get into a little bit of weaker news. Um. And I say weaker because it's on one side, it's it's kind of sad in some aspects. Um. And the other side. I mean, it is the, just the reality of gaming, right? Um, and it's still a conversation that we need to have. And that's uh, talking about Stalker 2. Uh, so the devs from Stalker 2 came out. And um, well, previously, I'll, I'll lead up with this. Previously, there was information uh, that came out that Stalker 2 has been cracked. Um, there is a copy of, well, huh, copies of Stalker 2 um, that, are out, that are out in the wild currently. Um, especially if you're in the PC universe side of things. Uh, I have not seen it yet. Um, I will not grab it because I, everything that I've heard, especially being involved, um, I want this team to get the utmost support that they possibly can, especially considering everything that they went through uh, to create this game. Now, the reason I think it's an interesting conversation to have or needs to be talked about because piracy will forever be a thing uh there will always be a value to software uh the same way that there's a value to hardware and when you have big games release it becomes an extremely instrumental conversation because this is kind of how we get to where we are now with ownership in games right it, it makes it extremely difficult because i would under i could understand now at this point if the team for stalker said you like why why do we release these games um if people are just going to pirate them anyway or if people are just going to um ruin our hard work like you don't even wait until release you're literally doing it why don't we even think we have a true do we have a release date for stalker 2 no, we don't no even have a date. we don't even have we a release date for this game and this game for is being leaked this year still yeah 
Yeah. So that it's means terrible. people are going to be out here playing this game in its unfinished form. Yeah. That these dudes went to war for. I'm not saying they went to war for the uh, game, but yeah, yeah. Whoa, they whoa, have whoa. they have they have lost brothers, right? Yes. Um, and sisters. and sisters have yes, yes, correct. Um, and that have went to stop. You know, they stopped development and went to go fight in the war. Um, and, and whatnot. So, what I'm speaking to. Um, the dev team came out and said we have some important information to share. Our team has identified a vulnerability exploited by a group of Russian hackers attacking the company for almost a year and a half. Unfortunately, they were able to access and compromise some of our leaked information intended for our internal testing of various game aspects. As for now, we kindly ask stalkers and those who want to join the zone in the future not to look at or share any leaked materials from the game. Although these materials are only used for testing purposes, and are not release or release ready, these leaks may ruin your experience of exploring the zone by yourself. Rest assured, our team remains dedicated to delivering an exceptional gaming experience. Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, is the game we dedicated our hearts and souls to. Despite the issue, we will continue to ensure that the game will satisfy your expectation as we hoped. We appreciate your continued support and understanding during these challenging times. Sincerely, GSE Game World. This is just it's it's just unfortunate and sad to see. Uh, again, you can't you can't prevent everything, uh, but you can definitely do your utmost due diligence, right? Um, I get of two minds about a lot of this, a lot of these things, um, especially in the tech world, because uh. That topic of ownership is a very touchy subject. I mean, I say the touchy subject. It's really it's either you do or you don't. To me, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and there's there's no gray area in that, right? This isn't the start. This isn't the force. All of a sudden, um, I either do or I don't have ownership. And if you're going to tell me that I have to question my ownership, then it kind of leads out there to where it's just like, well, it's no wonder why people don't mind continue continually um pirating games and whatnot because it's not they're not forthright and it's not honest and if these guys um you know microsoft turns off their servers there's gonna be a lot of games that we'll lose access to and never be able to play again um because of that fact um, which is crazy to think about in a lot of ways but we also live in a different time to where i uh, that's not the foreseeable future right so it, it's something that we push off to the to the wayside because it's not a direct effect on most of us, um, especially within the gaming, gaming, uh, entertainment or an industry. And you're, if you were fortunate enough to be in here or, you know, you maybe you have whatever console that you have, if you're able to get into the hobby, uh, you know, you want to make sure that your content is taken care of and, um, you have things that you could get excited for. And in this, it does take out a little bit of the excitement. Although there was a conversation that we had earlier this week. Um, I forgot where it was at, but uh, we were talking about leaks and whatnot. And I think we were talking about the show. It might've been mad that we were talking, that I was talking to. I don't remember. It was somebody, but nonetheless, um, you know, they were talking about the fact that, you know, sometimes when leaks get out there, it kind of ruins things for you. Um, maybe ruins the experience or it doesn't feel the same. You see it during the show because uh, people were talking about the Sony show and how people knew Spider-Man was going to be there. And it was just like, I mean, it didn't take away from me seeing it, though. 
right? Like, and like, sure, I knew Spider-Man was going to be there, but even if I didn't know Spider-Man was going to be there, I don't know if I would have been any more or less hype. I think it would, I would think it would have been the same. I would have took it for what it was, I, but I get it. I mean, there is that level of excitement you get when you don't expect anything, but what, I mean, if, if you're in the entertainment business of this, it's kind of your job to be in the know. So it's like, how do you complain about that? Right. Um, in this aspect, it's just it's just one of those things where I want to make people aware of what was going on. If you do see some content out there, it may be official Stalker 2 gameplay. Um, and if you don't want to be spoiled on that um, and you want to see what the final product is going to look like, especially after the most recent gameplay trailers that they showed us and whatnot, uh, that just uh, go go out there, filter those things out. Um, or if you want to seek them out, uh, I mean, go, go look. But it's just unfortunate that we got people that are working against us. Uh, these teams that have in some ways put their life on the line um, to create this game, bring out this vision um, in a time to where they literally could have said, you know what? We're not going to be able to do it. And they pushed through. Um, I couldn't, I can't imagine what they've been through. I couldn't imagine what the dev team's like. Um, I'm looking to support them. Uh, hopefully I'll, I'll enjoy the game. I never got into the first stalker. Uh, but for that reasoning, I do, I do want to jump in, check it out because I like what I'm experiencing and my tastes have changed a little bit as I've, uh, aged as a gamer in many ways. So, um, how do you feel about this entire stalker two situation pong? Um, yeah. is it kind of unfortunate? Does it, do you agree with me that it does bring up that conversation of like piracy and, um, the question of ownership? Uh, so, and when you think about the overall topic, yeah, thinking? it does. A, it does a little bit um this is different because they are taking old builds uh the team right. has confirmed mm-hmm. that this is uh um internal testing builds so this probably isn't close uh to the necessarily close to the final product uh they did say that uh if you do see footage it'll probably it could contain spoilers though and uh, could ruin the experience listen first of all this is you know obviously for this team it's a <laughs> it's another terrible moment um in a, in the development of a game that has been um, through hell and back, literally at this point uh, for the entire team, for the human aspect of it. I hate to see this. Whoever did this um, at the end of the day is, you know, they're shitty people. Um, again, this is not the, it's not the first time. It's not going to be the last. It's time. not the first time. It's not going to be the last time. There's value. Like Steele said, the IP, but there's some people who just want to go ruin things for other people. There's people that just want to yeah. do all this. So many people, you know, piracy of full games is a whole nother topic. Uh, that's got layers like onions. Again, if you say all piracy is bad, I hear you. Um, I'm not somebody who has pirated games, but back in the day, was I burning music CDs? Yeah. <laughs> you know it's I mean, something that, that part of the culture so I, yeah so i'm not i'm not going to claim innocence here uh whatsoever in that aspect um you know it's tough because there is some validity to people who say that piracy is the only way to true ownership at this point in the digital age um because of the licensing aspects because of all the behind the scenes nonsense the legalities that they have in our contracts that we buy a disc and it doesn't actually contain the game anymore it contains it literally only has a low yep. licensing code it's insane. yep yep and like really? uh, they could sh- and they could shut that off at any point uh and you don't actually own it anything um for your money so i hear that argument as well um when it comes to um 
emulators and that side of things, that's a whole nother layer. But let's get back to Stalker 2. Again, this is a terrible moment for another team. Um, I, like Steele, want to give this team my full support. I'm a Stalker fan from back in the day. It's one of the PC games I did get to play at a buddy's house back in the day. Loved everything about Stalker. Uh, This team, for people who don't know, GSC Game World, um, this studio was gone. The Stalker studio fell apart uh, long ago. Uh, Their ownership, uh, the, the lead developers who started it, who created the original stalker got in a fight. They had internal fighting yep. uh, and they actually shut down the studio and they didn't think they were ever going to come back again. And then you saw part of that team um, go and form the team that developed Metro. That's why the Metro series looks so much like stalker and feels so much like stalker because that's original stalker devs that started that studio. And then the other half somehow, some way through sheer will got the funding to start up GSC game world and come back to start work on stalker two. And then of course the war started and all this kind of stuff. And they've been uh, through hell and back ever since. So I want nothing best for the team, nothing but the best for the team. I will not be seeking out uh, this footage by any stretch of the imagination, even though I do like leaks, but knowing that it isn't the final build doesn't do a whole lot. It's like when Grand Theft Auto 6 leaked, right? We, we saw the alpha builds or pre-alpha builds of Grand Theft Auto 6. Did I go look at them? Sure. But did I judge Grand Theft Auto 6 on those? No. I could care less. Like, it was like, okay, whatever. It, it looked like it looked the way yeah. that it needed to. It looked like a, um, yeah, sure. They exactly. got time to... But, but is it going to ruin GTA 6 for me when it launches? No. If I happen to come across Stalker 2 footage from these leaks... Okay, it's not it's still not going to stop me from buying the game when it comes out. I'm going to support the dev studio. I'm looking forward to the game. Um, I can't wait to see their full build. Again, I haven't expe- they they're shooting for 2023. They're shooting for this year yet yeah, again. Thought, if it doesn't happen, I ain't going to be mad. I again, if this comes out next year, great. Uh, you know, whatever this team needs to do to get the final game out, I don't care. I want them to take as much time as necessary. I know they need the money. I, Xbox has been extremely supportive of this team. They have a, this, you know, of course, it is a deal with game, Xbox Games Publishing. It's coming to Game Pass. They have gone out of their way to highlight this team, to continue to promote it. I'm sure behind the scenes, they're doing even more that we don't know about um, because it's a team that deserves it at the end of the day. They had their lives uprooted, they had family members and parts of the team killed. Um, outside of their control, nothing that had to do with them. Again, I don't even, I can't even imagine being in that experience and still trying to develop a game. So I want this game to come out when it needs to come out. I want this team to do what they need to do to put out the best product available. Um, And if that takes them another two years, I don't care. I'll be there day one for this team. Uh, so sad day. Uh, it's another setback. I'm sure it's heartbreaking for the team. I'm sure it's just like, man, what else can we go through here? What are, you know, wow. I mean, what, what the fact that they've persevered this long shows the heart and the passion behind this team beyond all else. So, um, you know, shout out to the stalker two team. Sorry, this happened to you guys. Um, but I'll be there day one, ready to support you guys whenever that time comes. And, uh, that's all I got to say, Steele. Yeah, uh, it's just unfortunate in a lot of ways, but again, um, it won't be the first, won't be the last. Uh, it's just, it, it just, it hits you when, when a team you know that you've been kind of paying attention to, they've kind of hit a lot of good marks, at least yeah. with me, um, with that most recent trailer. 
Uh, they're putting a lot of love and dedication in this one, so I just want to do see it do well. So we'll. It's not gonna take anything out though. So. Up and beyond, there's other dev teams who would have quit. Yeah, that's what when I'm the saying. War started, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There were, and I would have not blamed them in the least. Like I, I, I couldn't believe that they were still working when all this, when all that uh, popped off over there. I can't believe they were continuing to work and they were finding ways to work on this game. Yeah, like I was like, that'd be the last thing on my mind. The last I mean, thing. But they also yeah. said it was one of the ways that they yeah. helped them deal with what yeah. was what was going on. So yeah. to hear that, I want to see what that yeah. again. <laughs> unfortunately. You see, it's the same thing with like R&B and music and stuff like that. Sometimes you get the best music from an artist when they're going through mo- the most tumultuous oh, stuff in their life, right? Of course. So, yeah. I, and, and this may be one of those situations. Stalker 2 could end up being one of the greatest games that have ever released because of all the, everything that they've been through. Um, and just being able to put that a little bit of extra, it, it does something to you. That's the human side of it, man. It's beautiful. Taylor Swift has made an entire career off of that broken heart. I mean... For better for worse. I mean, yeah. She's <laughs> out there. I know you're out there. I know she's on tour. You guys are having a great time. But yeah, uh, she she some of her best songs are about her heartbreak. So yes, Steel is absolutely correct. Sometimes emotions bring out the sometimes even bad emotions. Uh, the negative emotions bring out the best in people. Again, I just can't imagine going through it. I can't even put myself in their place of saying, "Yep, I'm going to sit down and and program today." Well, I, I just, I can't imagine. Yeah, I'm going to sit here and create these characters in this yeah. world. And again, again, it probably pulled, it probably pulled them out, um, put them in, yeah. try to put them in that world. So that's, it's going to be unique to see. I'm interested. Um, we did get some additional, I'm going to kind of run, just go down this list a little bit. Yeah. Um, we did get some additional information about Spider-Man 2. Uh, so apparently, and this is coming from Benji Sales, shout out to Benji. Um, but uh, the story has a darker tone, which we kind of figured and I was hoping for. So there's that. Um, during the main story, it's controlled when switching between Peter and Miles. Uh, kind of lame, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. Um, and then during open world gameplay, uh, you can switch instantly between Peter and Miles anytime. Um, so it is going to be GTA style. That's uh, the easiest thing that I can compare to uh, GTA 5 at least. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. I. I doubt that they're going to allow you to play as Venom in this game, which is kind of unfortunate. I would like to see something like what Gears did, uh, where you got dressed up as the Locust. Uh, you go out to full war. Uh, Dobby just had enough and said, we got to get, we got to feed it back to him. It was one of the best DLCs that uh, Gears has ever had. And really in gaming in part of my personal belief. And I would like to see something of that nature, too, where maybe you get to play as Venom and you get to see that gruesome side. Maybe it's even rated M DLC content. Maybe it's one of the first DLCs. Who knows? Um, I'm talking about DLC in the game hasn't even released. I know the, um, three more, I believe is his name. I could be mistaken in that. Um, with the actor who, the voice actor, at least, who plays Miles Morales in this game, uh, he's been doing some tours and doing some interviews and said, from what we've seen from the trailer, it's not even scratching the surface of what's in the game, um, the depth of the game. Uh, but again, he's also part of the game. So you know what I mean? There is going to be another level of excitement to that. Uh, I, I do hope that it not only iterates on itself, uh, but does again. And this is more so because it's a PlayStation thing and the way that PlayStation market markets games and I just want to see a lot, a lot more effort put into this one. Uh, you can reuse assets all you want. I'm not expecting for this to be uh, a brand new game and play completely different. Uh, but I, I do expect a 
a pretty solid step forward as far as iteration goes with this game only being PlayStation 5. That's all. That's that's the main thing. Uh, I probably won't end up playing it until it comes to PC again, uh, unless something else comes out that says I need to get this PlayStation 5. Uh, so it is what it is. I'll be able to see it. Play, I'll play out in real action. Uh, Najee Jeter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, is the actor who plays uh, Miles in the game. So that's kind of my thoughts on it so far. Uh, there's also three skill trees, one for Peter, one for Miles, and one that is shared between them. So that's also kind of curious to me. I don't know how that's going to end up working and blending together, but that is Spider-Man. Anything from this that kind of sticks out for you for Spider-Man, Paul? No, I, it was good. It was good to hear that you can swap anytime during the open world scenes. Yeah. I was I was afraid it was going to be limited throughout the game. It, it is nice to hear that you can do that on the fly. Again, this 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 game's not for me. I'm not you know a Spider-Man fan um, at all. Um, so it is what it is. Tried 2018 and. You know, thought it was a good game and certainly think that uh, I understand why people enjoy it, but it's just not me. Um, but overall, I was happy to hear that part of it. Um, you know, I want to see the finished product. I am curious to see how it comes out. They said, you know, supposedly is that there was an older build that they showed again, Insomniac, you know, my love of Insomniac. I think they're wizards. Uh, even when they make games that I don't necessarily, doesn't align with me. doesn't matter. I still think Insomniac's one of the best devs out there in the world. Um, so I can't wait to see the final product and see how people react to it and, and, and see what, it, see what it brings. I would like to see more. Uh, like Steel said, we talked about it, uh, after the showcase, I would like to see more. I would have liked to seen something different. I would like to seen that co-op, um, actually come through, uh, for Spider-Man two. I thought that would take it to the next level, but the fact that they came out and said this kind of stuff and said that, you know, that they are bringing these certain aspects to skill trees, that kind of stuff, shared skill tree, I think is interesting as well. Um, that's cool. Um, and I'm happy for all the Spider-Man fans. Again, this is, it's going to sell like hotcakes, man. It's, it, there's no we'll question see. about yeah. it. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be crazy. So, um, all right. Uh, outside of that, there was the Starfield controller that was leaked some time ago, um, that people thought was like Photoshopped, uh, uh, edited content. Um, apparently there was a, uh, image that was put out there with somebody actually holding the box and yep. it's about as official as you can get. Let me see if I can get that on screen for you guys. Uh, again, I mean, if you need something that looks more official than this, I mean, I don't know what else I could show you, um, but this is what it is right here. Uh, again, crazy that we're getting leaks of this nature. Uh, if this is going to be believed to be fully complete um, and true, uh, let me actually go ahead and edit our videos in here too off, but it's all good. Um, you're Steel and I'm Punk, so there's that. <laughs> people who have never watched the show are gonna be very confused later on they'll be like what is going on <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm i'm fixing it right now but yeah, yeah. i mean i mean my side, Pongsel. i'm Pongsel. pong with you being the <laughs> the starfield granddad freak. Uh, the freak yes yes the the, the obsessor yes how are you feeling about finally being able to kind of add some validity that this controller is uh, uh real I could not be more excited, Steel, because I said when we saw those first pictures um, that leaked and people tried to say, oh, no, that's from a guy who does, you know, he creates things, he customizes uh, controllers and consoles, that's his creation, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of people throwing that out there. The fact that this is real, because I said from that point, if this turns out to be real, this controller will be mine. And I'm not the controller guy. 
I own literally right now two working Xbox Series controllers. I've got the one that I'm using, which is original Xbox Series controller, and I've got my plus custom Pong Soul controller that I ordered uh, from the uh, from the Xbox shop. That's it. That's all I own. So I'm not a, not a controller collector. I use my controllers until they die, uh, until I get stick drift, until something goes wrong. Then I go buy a new one. I will have this starfield controller this is one of the best looking controllers i have ever seen custom wise it fits the game perfectly steel if it really it captures starfield perfectly if people don't remember underneath the battery cover they've even got um starfield i forget what does it say uh into the what does it say into the starfield I can't remember, but they even got the inside of the custom uh, inside of the battery cover uh, customized. I want this controller bad. Uh, we also got price points uh, for this earlier, which we talked about. I think on another show, steal eighty dollars for the controller. I think, um, and then they're going to have a custom uh, headset, which is going to be one thirty. I'm not going to get the headset. I, I'm happy with my Xbox headset, my wireless headset, um, but I will be getting controller one hundred percent. Curious, yeah. curious to but. see if they come out with the uh, console. Hmm. Here's to see if they have a console. Well, what do you think? What do you think is the probability of they're coming out with a console? 50 50 at best right now. Uh, 50 50. That's uh, it? Um, still, something's going on. Still, again, it's getting better. Unless they held stock to make custom consoles, we didn't. We, they had marketing rights for Diablo. How cool would it, how fast would a Diablo custom console sold out, Steel? Come on, man. Probably pretty quick. I probably would have. And they didn't, they didn't even do that. Um, I think it's 50, 50 it, it, in my opinion, even though I probably won't buy one unless I can get a lot of money for my series X, unless I, I, doubt yeah, I will. that's my thing. Yeah. Uh, I would want one, but they should do it. It'd be huge. It'll sell out instantaneously. You could do both an S and an X version and you would sell out like instantaneously. I don't know why you wouldn't do it because people love custom custom controller or custom consoles as much as they love custom controllers. Even with the price point, there's still people Ooh. that I am like crazy. I think Sony's coming with a Spider-Man 2, uh, their new uh, slimmed down PS5. I think they're going to do a custom version of that. It's going to sell like hotcakes. Um, so I want them to have one. I just, I don't know what's going on right now. I think it's 50-50 at best. Nice. Uh, Fifth Horseman brought, brings up a fantastic idea. And I think, it, I think now would be a good time for it. Although, I don't know, man, because Design Labs has just opened it up to the elite controller uh series two but he said he hopes that there's a series three announcement at the showcase and if they do that fifth horseman if they ended up making that uh announcement at that showcase i do hope that day one it has design lab um accessibility because i would rather be able to get that custom controller up front right um color that i want i mean you're already going through the process if anything the elite series three i don't even want you to create a whole different controller i don't even need a screen on the controller um Change the internals. Make sure that the bumpers don't break. And hey, we're good to go, right? Yeah, build, change build the joystick. Quality, Just work on the build. Elite Series Three. You know what that needs to be? Build quality. The, the best controller you have ever built in existence. Because these rubber, this rubber right here, it's not happening on my new Elite Series, right? Which is the white one. But it is happening on both of my black ones. Uh, now, mind you, I've had the controller for two years before they before this has started happening. So take that as you will. But on one of my uh, Elite Two controllers, it's really bad. And yes, I do have three Elite controllers. 
Elite 2 controllers, at least. I have two Elite 1 controllers um, that I have broken down, and now they're inside regular controllers. Uh, but that's a whole other story. Nonetheless, um, on one of mine, the, the rubber's already falling off. Uh, again, two years after using it. It's just, when you pay a premium for these this type of product, uh, I, I don't care what the excuse is. Oh, well, your hands are sweaty. It's getting in the rough. Um, then don't use this then. Use something else. Um, figure out what a better glue that doesn't all of a sudden become unsticky due to hand sweat. Like, what year are we in? Does it need to be 2050 before we come out with this technology to prevent my, uh, you know, hand sweat from getting into my controller? Is, is, is that what's going on? I'm confused. That's that's all I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. You have acid for sweat. That's that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm not. I I am. I am the true (laughs) alien. Uh, But no, it's just this is the Elite Series Three for me should be uh, design lab focused, uh, build quality focused, and nobody needs a screen on their controller. Like I know it's cute, and I know people get excited for that. Wow, wouldn't that be awesome? No, we don't need that, right? Like. The most people have a hard time using a controller, right? Like, let's let's wait some time before we put an LCD screen on the controller. Okay, that's all that I'm saying. We don't it need cool, it. It, it. It looks cool. I want it to be. It can be an option. I don't know if it should be an option for the Elite Series Three, especially when we got controllers that fucking that break after six months of you using them. Um, the bumper yeah, no, doesn't that's, work. That's the number one thing. Like, bro, no. We that's, don't need a screen if we can't get that. Any, no. No, more, more <laughs> options, more problems. More that's options, more that's, problems. That's, that's, all all that's, all all, that's all I'm saying. Give me yeah. a normal controller first. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Yeah, it looks dope. Um, I'm not, it's not going to be something that I'll get. I don't know. It really depends. I do like to look at the controller. It looks, it, it, it looks, it's really dope looking. All right. Let's get back to the main show here. Uh, let's see. What's the next piece? A little bit of thing that we want to get into here. Street Fighter Six. It is apparently um the not just the best selling Street Fighter ever, uh, from what I'm hearing, but it is also one of the best selling fighters. Apparently, I, from from what I'm hearing, there's some rumor. There, is that a rumor? Is that official? Uh, um, I was looking for yeah. that. Um, I was looking for that article that I had. Oh, you had an article? Yeah, Yeah, I I had the article. Benji reported on it uh, the other night, so as well. They had 64,000 live concurrent viewers at one time, which was more than any other game, fighting game. Which is extremely, it's extremely unique, extremely dope. Uh, I I was thinking about this a little bit um, behind the scenes that, the one thing that Street Fighter has going for it, it's a classic IP, right? It's been a long, it's been around for a re- very long time. Uh, when people think of a fighter, it's kind of hard for you not to think about Street Fighter. Um, and to hear that Street Fighter is doing as well as it is, even though uh, it's a game that I, I have committed to not buying. Uh, I'm, I'm just not going to put any time into it, and it'll be, it's, it just would be a waste for me. Uh, I'll be more so committed to Tekken or. Uh, a Soul Caliber or a DOA, if that if that releases, or Mortal Kombat, even um, that's going to get my attention much more than this will. Um, but it's dope um, that this is seemingly going to be one of the most ex- uh, accessible uh, strike, uh, not only Street Fighters, but I think fighters uh, that we've gotten in some time. And I do think there is a renaissance of fighters going on currently oh, because yeah. fighters were were the thing that really defined a generation 
if if people don't remember, right? A lot of the reason that people got PS2s, I mean, yeah, there was there was other games out there, uh, but it was because of the fighters. I mean, you couldn't if you wanted the premium experience. I mean, it, it was it was there, um, and at least at first, right? So to see them kind of have fallen off uh, because there is another level of difficulty and taking the co the couch co-op experience or side-by-side experience and taking it online has been difficult over the years. And that really makes it hard uh, to one sell a, a fighting game or, and just overall just make it accessible because there's no worse feeling than you getting online and losing to somebody, not just because your butt, but because the connection is terrible. <laughs> like I play Tekken Seven to get into the lobby sometimes, and it's just like you guys want to know what frame drops feel like. Go play in a Tekken Tekken Seven lobby with a less than three bar <laughs> for connection quality, and you're like sitting there going, chop chopping it up, trying to input your moves at ahead of time. Don't want to quit because you're going to take a loss, and it's just it just gets extremely frustrating. It's not a fun time. Mortal Kombat was the same way, uh, where you know. People and people would be annoying when they had the uh, characters that you could use at range, because through the lag, somehow, no matter what you did, they would all, always outpredict you. I, I, I just do all the choppiness. It was just they knew how to work and get the gunshots off with the lag. It's it's hilarious. But um, with that, I mean, how are you feeling about Street Fighter Pong? Uh, yeah. Is it something that you may get down the road? Uh, maybe jump into? Yeah. You're going to skip over it? Are you excited about that it's doing well at all? What do you think? I, I'm excited it's doing well because, again, I'm excited for all the fighting fans who lost out on Street Fighter V when it was PS5 exclusive, right? Or P- PS5 <laughs> when it was PlayStation exclusive. Um, that was a terrible decision. It was a different Capcom. Capcom is now peak Capcom. For it to come out to the reviews that it came out to, love to see it. Uh, the Street Fighter is a classic franchise. It is the one, it was one of the ones that obviously put fighting on the map and it's got a huge, uh, competitive scene. Like Street Fighter is one of the OGs, right? It it has to be, It, it is what it is. Um, so I'm excited for the fighting fans because like you said, the resurgence of fighting games, um, is another sign that we're in the golden age, uh, steel, that this is going to be one of the best. Uh, generations ever for gaming uh, in my belief that we are um, at the peak uh, right now uh, for everything and that fighting is a part of that and that the genre is coming back this strong i'm convinced right now steel let's assume tekken 8 comes out this year let's assume we don't have a release date yet but let's assume tekken 8 hit hits by the end of the year and we have street fighter we have mortal Kombat, we have tekken hit this year i am now convinced steel that next year we're going to see Soul Calibur, we're going to see Dead or Alive, and we're going to have Killer Instinct come back. It has to. Can, can you imagine we get another, we get the other trifecta next year? Even, let, let's assume, let, let's say Killer Instinct isn't one of them. And I know, sorry, Xbox fans, I know, I know, I, lo- I like Killer Instinct too. But let's just say not. But let's say Soul Calibur and Dead or Alive show up next year. You're talking about all five major franchises in the fighting genre showing up within a two-year span. That says everything you need to hear. And we don't know that. Again, that's my speculation, Town. I'm just having fun. But I love to see Street Fighter hitting the big scores. I, Like I said, 
I'm interested in the open world aspect, create your fighter character aspect, because that's how I play fighting games is the single player experience. I do not get competitive in fighting games. I am a button masher through and through. I'm not going to get good. I'm not going to do any of that. I just want to have fun because I enjoy the animations. I enjoy the characters. I enjoy all of that when it comes to the fighting genre. So I played the demo. And personally, like I said, coming off of Tekken 7, going back and playing Tekken 7, again, single player, not competitive. I found that the it didn't have the punch, and that's pun intended, it didn't have the punch for me in the actual fighting that I was expecting. It's gorgeous, it's beautiful, but it just didn't feel weighty. And like I said, I was coming off of just playing Tekken 7, so maybe that's the case because like I said, Tekken is a heavy fighter. Like the characters feel heavy and I don't need that in every fighting game. Like I'll play guilty gear, which is, you know, high finesse, high agility type fighting, but the over topness of the animations, when you pull off a special move and all that kind of stuff that adds flair street fighter has that. But for me, the demo didn't just didn't feel right, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to buy it down the road because I do want to try out the open world. Uh, or whatever they want to call it, open world. I want to tr- I want to experience that. I want to create my own character. I want to walk around, do all that kind of stuff, have random fights on the streets, that kind of stuff. So I will get Street Fighter down the road, uh, probably on sale at some point, um, probably next year sometime, I imagine. I'm not, again, Starfield, Diablo, like those are time sinks for me. And I'm not even talking about all the other games that I currently have that I want to play, all the strategy games coming out. Uh, all the RTSs as well. Fucking finishing so Dead get, Space 3. <laughs> yeah, finishing Dead Space 3. Again, now I got PC, so that opens up more avenues. Again, whoever thought Steel and I would be playing Dead Space 3 right now? Um, you know, that that's just crazy to me. But anyway, well, listen. Listen, I made a suggestion. You said pick out a game, and I went through you and did. Dead Space you did. 3. You, you were did. like, oh, man. All right. And then we jumped in. I wasn't like, expecting for it to be the way it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But... I'll pick up Street Fighter down the road on sale uh, to play the single-player version. I always do. I waited forever on Mortal Kombat 11. I just picked up Mortal Kombat 11 late last year on sale for 8 bucks. They were ultimate. Uh, yeah, I, right? I couldn't pass that. it up. Mm-hmm. Right? So for me, I can wait. I don't have FOMO. Um, I don't need to go in because I'm not going to be competitive. But Street Fighter 6 being back... Or Street Fighter... Yeah, Street Fighter 6 being back on top. Huge review scores. Peak Capcom. I love Capcom. Love to see Capcom back here. They're hitting on everything, Steel. That's the way Capcom used to be. I love it because that means Capcom's going to go try to do different things like Exoprimal. They're going to go out there and create new experiences for us that we weren't expecting because that's what Pete Capcom does. Uh, We are getting Dragon's Dogma 2. We just saw that trailer at PlayStation Showcase. Unbelievable. So that's why I love to see this. That's going to help Capcom overall. Street Fighters, fighting fans, I, you know, listen, shout out to all of you. You guys are going to have a great time. I know, you know, people already are, obviously, it's out. I'd love to see it happen. Um, the fact that we got Street Fighter Six in the 90s, the fact that I'm going to say Diablo is a 90 as well. Again, this is going to go down as one of the greatest all-time years. Uh, it really is. I know Mortal Kombat's going to come out and nail it. <laughs> It's gonna be so much fun, Steel. I, I love to see the fighting genre come back. Yeah, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be super dope, and I'm anticipating uh, all the interesting conversations that are happening around uh, gaming when that during that time. Yep. One way to really throw some hands. Um, 
Now, there was another interesting piece that was released by, um, well, the Idol Sloth at least covered this week. And what a what a piece to go off on, bud, before he goes off on vacation. Shout out to Idol. Uh, but it was from Bloomberg, and it's about the inside of making of Redfall, uh, Xbox's latest misfire. Now, um, this entire article was behind a paywall for Bloomberg, and it was also written by Jason Schreier. Uh, Schreier released the unpaid wall version too. Okay, so, so okay, so so anybody yeah, can go check it out. Yeah. Uh, but I do have the screenshot. Unless you're blocked parts. by Schreier, then he won't see the link. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> Which is but, half the community. <laughs> uh, apparently, the things that happen with Redfall are not Xbox's problem. Uh, now people are coming uh, coming around and saying, oh, maybe we should exonerate Xbox for having these problems with this game. And maybe we should just talk to Arcane and uh, uh, just look at what happened with that game and why it turned out that way. Um, m- maybe there were some deeper things at play. <laughs> ah, look. Um, the same way, so many thoughts on this. The same know. way, the same way Xbox takes W's on the is the same way they're going to take L's. Uh, no matter how you approach the situation, the game shouldn't have released as it did. Uh, and I had this conversation with Boom this past week on uh, on Thursday on his Thursday show, and we got into the discussion about why this is impactful information at all. Um, does it exonerate Xbox? Um, can we kind of remove them out of the conversation? Um, and the biggest point to my answer was no, uh, it doesn't. Now it does add some more deep, it adds some additional details to what's going on. And I can't put all the blame on Xbox. Right. And we, and that was something that we've said from the beginning. It's not just one side. It's all parts. Right. But the most confusing part of this story is the piece that apparently 90 people from the team um, at Arcane, and this is which studio? Arcane Austin? That did Redfall? You recall, Bong? Oh, you're muted. Sorry, friend. I'm on mute. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is Austin. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it was Arcane Austin who created this game. Uh, and when Broom brought, brought up that, that fact that 90 people left the game or left Arcane Austin when they found out that the next game that they were going to be working on was more of a multiplayer live service based game was extremely questionable to me. And how fortunate are those people to be able to be like, Hey, I don't feel like doing that, man. I'm just going to leave. And that's that. I'm just going to go do something else. Now, again, when you have full control over, I guess your career, that's an amazing thing to see. But also during that time, the reason why I will pardon Xbox for some of it is Zenimax was going through a time where they didn't know whether they were going to be able to support themselves. And that is a fact that we have to take in consideration when looking at this. You see that with Fallout 76, and it did get better over time because they were able to get some funding in, right? Um, but you saw it with Fallout 76, uh, you saw it with Fallout 4, and you saw it now with Redfall that they obviously the Zenimax needed something to hit for them to be able to continue to push out because they weren't sure what their future was. Right. On that front, it is completely understandable. I get it. But when you had 90 people leave your studio and say that, Hey, we're just not going to work on this game. What made you think 
how were the people inside able to convince you oh we're still going to be able to get this game done don't worry so it's like i gotta got look at zenimax and then i gotta look at xbox because it's like xbox microsoft when you acquired zenimax why didn't you look at what zenimax had going on and this is also something that we discussed because it's like They've uh, Xbox has openly came out and stated that they've they've taken a hands off approach uh, with their studio, right? But a hands off approach shouldn't mean like I get you being hands off after you go through and make sure that everything is what it, where it's supposed to be. Make sure that nobody's wasting money. Make sure that um, everybody's working the way that they're supposed to be. You just don't want to buy something and then all of a sudden just leave it to its devices. And I understand also that in big business, things do take time. It's not a night and day that Phil can just walk through all of Zenimax and say, you guys better be working. It, that's not possible. But if I also have to take Phil's words at face value and say that you got to Redfall late, and again, you're a year into this deal, Redfall is, uh, you announced the date for Redfall, you get into Redfall, and it's just like, wow, what you guys have done thus far, we don't necessarily like, but it's, but it's so far in development that I think it'll be a waste to cancel. I think all, I think all the information that we've got up to this point speaks leaps and bounds about the situation, right? And whether we want to take some of the blame off of Xbox or not, this team coming out and well, this us getting information that the team didn't want to work on a multiplayer focused game. Again, I'm going to continue to go back to wow, how privileged are you guys that you had the opportunity to walk away from a game? But I, at the end of the day, you still have to deliver a product. And the product not only didn't deliver on its full vision, but in my personal experience, also caused, you, caused me as the consumer to waste my time. So who does this work out for? Now, the game still came out to a mediocre score and i guess it's better than you completely canceling the game but it's just like i've seen people like go like completely pushing the opposite opposite side of the story now and saying like oh man look yeah see i told y'all it's not xbox's problem y'all gotta stop being so critical all the time uh all this conversation and doomsday uh talk that you guys be having on these podcasts and you don't know what you're talking about and look at what jason said and uh, look at what what's happening behind the scenes man look at the 90 people who left and still not looking at the uh, the reality of the situation, at least for me. Again, um, our recent experience with Redfall has like said enough for me personally. The game, I would never say that a, that a game needed to be canceled. Uh, if it made it to release, it made it to release. But damn, did this game need some fucking work? And I'm not going to be overly critical on Arcane either because. No matter what studio is coming from Arcane, it's all Arcane at the end of the day. And that's how the consumer is going to see it. And one miss out of when just your most re other recent game, uh, Deathloop, was a not only a game of the year contender, uh, also was rated nines out of tens. 
I, I and your previous games were also highly rated and highly critical games. I can't say that Redfall is the definition of who, who Arcane is or the type of games that they make. It does question. It does bring up the the conversation about um and why we like talking about the industry uh, because it gives you some of that behind the scenes outlook um and what does happen in some of these studios maybe not all what what does this redfall information kind of tell you um from arcane austin pong um this is kind of change your opinion i know you said you had a lot of different angles that you kind of kind of kind of approach this um do you exonerate xbox does this take all the blame off the table um or is it now just all arcane's fault or is it a mix what are you thinking yeah so got a lot of thoughts here because there was a lot of reaction to this article um schreier I'll start with Schreier because it's important to start with Schreier because he is such a polarizing figure uh within this community specifically and again we're we're the less than one percent of the gaming public who uh pays attention to this stuff all the time and Schreier is extremely di- uh, <laughs> device he okay Schreier Schreier artistic gets people's nah he gets he gets he gets emotions he gets he a wide range of emotions from people and some of it deserve deservedly so as i as i told somebody i wouldn't go have a beer with this guy uh by any stretch of the imagination this isn't a guy i want to sit down with and talk to okay personally my opinion on Schreier is he is good at what he does and you can disagree with me and that's fine there's plenty of, do, of people that do um there's plenty of people who have a completely opposite take on Trier than I do. He is an ambulance chaser, but he does more digging and sources more information, in my opinion, than most journalists do nowadays. And you guys know my journalist rants around here, okay? Do I agree with his tactics? Do I agree with his takes? Do I agree with his underlying reasons for doing things no i don't but i will say that when he does an article i'm going to take it at face value and i'm going to i'm going to believe what he's putting in there for the most part okay which i can't say about a large majority of journalists these days okay so with all that being said, I'm not blocked by him. I'm one of the few in this community that aren't blocked by him. So I still get, I still see these things pop up on my feed and I picked up on this right away. If you hate Schreier, if you think that he is full of BS, then nothing about what I'm about to say is going to mean anything. And obviously the, you dismiss this article without ever reading it and before anything. And that's fine. That you're right. Zero problem. I won't click on Kotaku articles. Okay. No. So mm-hmm. I, I just won't. So I completely understand. But like I said, I would like, I, I, very few of his articles to me have ever been proven faulty. Most of it, and it, God, there's so much here still, because this is so funny. I watched this community blow up about this article and say, oh, it's Schreier making a hit piece on Xbox it, prior it to the showcase. It wasn't that after PlayStation, correct. After PlayStation 5 just had a bad showcase, uh, Schreier had to write this article to get negative about Xbox prior to their showcase, which everybody's expecting to be really good, right? Mm-hmm. It was a hit piece. Did you all just forget that he did an article on Naughty Dog that forced Naughty Dog to come out and admit that they weren't doing factions? That factions was delayed? Yeah, it's awesome. That was Schreier. Folks, did you just forget that he just went after Naughty Dog? 
that he gave Naughty Dog the heads up, like, hey, going to be putting out this piece. You guys got any comments? And then suddenly we got Naughty Dog going, ah, we're going back to reevaluate uh, factions. But by the way, we got a single player new IP coming out. So get excited. That was Schreier. So this wasn't an Xbox hit piece. He wasn't ignoring. I know you all like him to write on a daily basis about the, the general uh, ongoings within the industry, but that's not Schreier's forte. He's an ambulance chaser. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, ambulance chasers was a derogatory um, name given to attorneys uh, who would show up on the scene of accidents and try to sign up people uh, to become their clients to go sue somebody else, right? That's an ambulance chaser. Schreier did this piece, and if you actually read it, like Steele was talking about, it actually takes a lot of the blame off of Microsoft and Xbox. Mm -hmm. It actually clarifies and confirms a lot of the speculation you heard here about Redfall and other places, other podcasts out there. We talked about it on plenty of different occasions. Our speculation was that this was a ZeniMax deal. That ZeniMax had put Arcane Austin up to making a games-as-a-service type game. And so they were out of their wheelhouse because ZeniMax already had a history. Wolfenstein Youngblood. Fallout 76. Ain't wrong. Now, here we are with Redfall. Schreier's reporting and sourcing confirmed this. Okay, this yeah. was not an Xbox hit piece. Xbox took over when they acquired this, they took over a terrible situation because if you read the article, and I know that some of the clowns, the circus, the actors, the snakes, they tried to spin this to say, oh, Xbox has got a talent retention problem, 90 devs left. You know, during the making of Redfall, uh, if you read the article, it made it pretty clear that those devs were leaving long prior to the acquisition because those devs saw the type of game they were making and said, yeah, no, that's not why we joined Arcane Austin. We joined Arcane Austin to make the single player, um, you know, which is, which is crazy. Like, how was that that a conversation in itself that they were able to do that? That's great. Yeah. Correct. But at the same time, it's like, be, be why there's did you continue then? <laughs> there's different thoughts on that steel. Zenimax again mm. in the situation that they're in, looking to be acquired, looking to chase that money, probably said, Yeah, no, this is going forward. This is kind of what we're gonna do. So if you want to leave, leave. I mean, Ubisoft has had the same mm -hmm. problem. They've yep. had tons of people leave, right? So this actually this article actually did a great job of breaking down how this the timeline. It gave us a clear picture that this wasn't a Microsoft directive, that this was a ZeniMax directive, that in that process of making this game, Arcane Austin had lost a lot of talent. It also makes it clear, and Schreier did, re did tweet out again, and again, for those of you blocked, you won't see it. Most people write him off, don't even look at his stuff. I understand. But he did tweet again, clarifying that it was the lower-level devs who weren't on board with this game. Arcane management was on board with this game and they believed that they could pull this game together. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like, Hey, 
were forced to do this per se. And even the arcane management was going, yeah, we don't want to make this game. No, the upper levels of arcane Austin said, no, we can make this game. We can make this work. This actually sounds like a cool thing. Um, you know, we'll pull it together. We'll give it the arcane feel. Mm-hmm. We'll just expand it out to multiplayer co-op and, but we'll still get it all together. Now Xbox comes in, acquires them. Phil's already admitted and taken blame and taken the fall for their failure in this aspect. And I still lay that at their feet that if I make a $7 billion, it doesn't matter the amount, but I'm just throwing that. If you make a $7 billion acquisition, I'm walking into every single one of those studios and saying, show me what you got. I want to see where you're currently at with this game. I want to know what this project is. I want to know this. Yeah. And I want to judge it for myself. Yeah. No matter how long I've worked with these people, no matter how much I have said I'm an arcane fan, and I trust Arcane. Arcane hadn't missed until Redfall for me personally. Even if I was from that mindset, which Phil was, he knows all the management at Zenimax at Bethesda very well. They've worked together for a long time. Yeah. I'm still ain't trusted. I'm still saying I want to see what my money just bought. Now Phil admitted they didn't do that. They were hands off. All they did was cancel the PS5 version. That's basically the extent of their decision process. They walked in Arcane and said. No more PS5. You're making Redfall exclusive. That was basically the only thing they did. Okay? So that blame still lies on them for not paying attention to Redfall and to Arcane Austin enough. Okay? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna exonerate from them that from them at all. They took the hands-off approach, they trusted that team. Yeah, what you got? And Arcane Management was saying we can pull it all together, we're gonna make this work, it's gonna come together in the end. But they had lost so much talent still, it's obvious. And they were having a hard time replacing it. And that was also in the article. Schreier went on to say that because when people found out that Arcane Austin, they, you know, they were trying to hire for this game, when they found out that it was going to be a co-op multiplayer game, a lot of people didn't want to go there, right? And said, no, I'll find out work elsewhere, right? This is the sad state that Xbox took over when they acquired. So this is a terrible position. You could have canceled the game had you been paying attention. That's one way to go with it. I'm still not sold on the fact that you canceled the game. Yeah, I just it, however, waste resources at that point. Ha, correct, Steel. However, if I'm Xbox, I would have been hands-on. I would have seen the state of the game, and I would have said, you know what? We're not showing this game. Uh, we're going to put the resources into it Kind of have and, to yeah. and you're going to get as much time as you need to fix this and you're going to fix it and then we'll launch it. And I know that's easy for me to say. It's not my money. Um, you know, again, but what Xbox, point? let's be real. They can afford to do that kind of stuff. They can afford to take extra time with games. Yes. Like I've always said, this is a business. At some point you got to put up or shut up. You got to get the game out the door. But had I seen the state of Redfall, I would have said, put it back in the oven. We'll talk about this later. We know you guys can do better than this. So get it together. And I would have given them another year. Okay. And I, and I wouldn't have shown it at the showcase like I did, but that's neither here nor that it's spilled milk. It's out of the way. It happened. Microsoft Xbox. They allowed this game to launch. It's got their name on it. They had to take the heat. They had to take the L on this. Absolutely. 100%. That's what happens. It doesn't matter if you didn't, have the majority of the decision-making in this game prior to acquisition. It doesn't matter if you took over a terrible situation. You put your name on that box. 
It's it's an Xbox first party title. Pure and simple is an exclusive. Yeah. So you got to take that. But like I said, the way that people ran with this article saying that Shire was doing a hit piece on Xbox, I don't agree with that at all. Again, allowed to have a different opinion. Discussion could be had. I just feel that Trier got word from ex-devs that worked there at Arcane about what was going on. He held the story to an appropriate time. Again, any good ambulance chaser knows when the time is to show up. He did it because it's showcase season. It's going to get the most clicks. But it wasn't a hit piece against Xbox. For me, it solidified that this was a Zenimax problem. That Zenimax started their decisions led to Redfall being in the state that it is in. Ultimately, at the end of the day. Yeah. And that 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 Microsoft, yes, like I said, they could have been hands-on. I would have made different decisions if I was Phil. I would have, you know, but that's all under it's water under the bridge at this point so i thought it was a good article um you know if you don't if you hate trier didn't read it didn't totally understand that's fine i'm just letting you know up front that's my opinion that's where it's at i think it did a great job of giving the timeline and explaining how it turned out to be this way now that it's launched it's done it's over with and listen ultimately even if it had been like twisted to be more xbox's problem is anybody giving a shit about redfall anymore right now anyways no i know some people are no, still that's, how, that's how games it. that's how games go man it, it, I mean, it, yeah. we've rolled past that already the news cycle's already moved on the sony showcase happened nobody's going back and we're not going to relitigate redfall again like it's not we we all spent enough energy on that the whole community spent enough energy on redfall nobody's going back and relitigating this again a black mark it's moving on the showcase is going to wipe most of that out i believe if not all of it nobody's going to be talking about it anymore and listen i'll end it this way steel and i were playing it on pc you guys all knew that so having a good time with it was it the best arcane experience no not, not even close to the best arcane experience ever were there moments were there flashes of arcane yes there were but I'm going to tell you this, for anybody who doesn't know, Steel and I were playing it, saved, exited, came back in. I had last lost an hour and a half of gameplay. Steel still got credit for all of his. Now, he was in my world, so not progress-wise, he didn't get credit, but oh, he, yeah. was, he, was two, he was two levels higher than me, and he got all of that. We loaded back in, Mission progress wiped for an hour and a half. You all know. Yeah, 90 minutes at least. At cardinal least. cardinal sin for any game for me is not respecting my time. The minute that happened, I uninstalled it. I'm not going back to it. Pure and simple. So that's my issue with Redfall right now. Again, Steel and I were having a decent time. Yeah, the it was decent. Experience yeah, it was was decent. decent. Yeah, we were having a good time. And shout out to Boom. Shout out to everybody out there. Who's been enjoying who's it. having yeah. an awesome time. Again, you know me. I myself play games that critically aren't received anywhere near well. I play them and love them to death. So shout out to all of you that are having a good time. But this article was not how it was presented by many people in this community, at least in my opinion. My perspective is Schreier did not do this as a hit piece. Again, and if you don't remember just a week prior or even days prior, he called out Naughty Dog and Naughty Dog had to come out and admit about factions. So again, Schreier... While I may think he has his biases, 
this time around, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna at least blame it all on that and say that oh, that's it's this reason and he's trying to. Nah, I mean, again, with all that information, uh, with a lot of people, right? Uh, I don't yeah. take. And There's Sappho, a- you're absolutely correct, by the way, Sappho. Yeah, I agree facts. with you 100%. Buzz they could have even done, they could have leaned into the games as a service and released it as a beta form, um, released it in pre-release form, uh, and let the $30. community help to guide it. Yeah, let the community help guide it and built it. I, I do agree they could have done that too. Had they been more hands-on, I agree, Sappho. Yeah, no, the, obviously there was a lack of vision there. I mean, again, you would have had to drop the price of the game, uh, open it open, uh, open to early access, and then you would have to come out with a video or something explaining why you're taking this direction. And again, that does cause you to be more open. It could cause you to have more flack. I do think that that would have worked out better for you in the long run, right? Um you know, you would have got you would have gotten your little bit from it, but I think it would have been better than what you're getting right now because you're not going to get any further engagement from that game. Um, no. Once it no. once the showcase happens, people are going to move on. Uh, at, at least for me, I mean, again, I'm playing D4. And I'm not thinking about my experience with Red Balls. So. And still, you know, too, there there was some talk out there about oh, you know, they're going to dismantle Arcane, blah blah blah. No, and Phil no, made it quite no. clear. Listen. I still have the They've utmost faith on. in Arcane Austin. Yeah, I still have the utmost faith in Arcane Austin. Okay. Um, Harvey Smith, I still think, even if he was on board with this and he thought he could pull it out, that's confidence from somebody who has been in this industry for decades, who you, has made critically acclaimed games. You haven't missed. Yeah. You haven't missed. He so, believed in he believed in what he was doing at the end of the day. And Sappho, you're right. They released it the in the they there was no way internally they looked at this game and said, Yeah, this is the game we wanted to put out. There's no way they did that. And they yeah, uh, like but again, Xbox's own internal review team said that this game was gonna score a, high. A, a fucking still, seventy. I still a have seventy guys. Yeah, 70. Ten points. No, no, right. no. Well, double. They said double digit double numbers. Digit. Double, double digit, digit could have been twenty points. It was. Right. They could have anticipated it, it was an eighty. Yeah, I hope no, no, they no. thought it was seventy because but, if they thought it was an eighty, ooh, yeah. ooh, somebody smoked some big stuff. And like I said, this the, the review team internally for Xbox needs to be questioned about what they saw. Um, but Harvey Smith, I still have faith in that team. Now Xbox has the unenviable position of trying to rebuild arcane austin with all that talent lost the best thing you can do is turn around and look at harvey say hey you missed you're not doing games as service games you're not doing multiplayer games uh what do you want to do you want to do pray to you want to do dishonored four three four whatever you want to do what what do you want to do but let's get back to arcane and uh austin's best uh work and then tease that new IP or sequel and then get everybody, the devs, the devs out there looking for work, excited that arcane is going back to what they do best Mm -hmm. and let them roll. I still have the utmost faith in arcane. Uh, I still think Harvey Smith is a worthy leader of that studio. One miss does not crumble uh, their history at all for me personally. So, Hey, hey, Nick, relax. He says, Phil said 20 points. They probably had the Xbox ever do do the mock review. <laughs> but, hey, hey, Nick, I, I, won't, I won't give any smoke. I won't give any smoke about that here. 
Um, but yeah, so that, that's definitely interesting to see how things have played out with Redfall and where, where we are now. And again, yeah. it's exactly like yeah. a lot of people anticipated. Um, yeah. It's not a, it's not even a thought in a lot of people's minds today, unless we're using it as part of conversation, which you have to at that point. Um, Xbox has a lot of games that are on the horizon. There's a big showcase for them happening next weekend, uh, which is going to be an opportunity for them to either move forward with it throughout the industry or possibly have another rough year i think it's going to learn lean really lean uh the right direction for them but we'll see yeah they'll be back they'll be back i i have the utmost faith they'll be back um throwing the list here um front mission is supposed to be the oh, front mission first you. remake right thank um, you it's supposed to be coming to xbox playstation 4 everything uh, everything june 30th now when they say remake is this like going to play like the first game I didn't see yes. the trailer. Yeah. So it's, it's still completely turn. It's completely, completely turn based. Just like the original. All they did was up the visuals and my locks and that or uh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no. So it no, still no. looks similar in many ways. Yes. It's better. It's like tactics. It's like, okay. I don't even know if I would put on tactics ogre upgrade that they did. Um, yeah. It's basically just made for nowadays, but okay. like same game. I'm so happy. Steel. Yeah. This I'm one's so for you for sure. Freaking happy. Mech turn based strategy thank you very much front mission is a nostalgia heavy loved game for me from my younger days and the fact that they decided to put it everywhere including xbox thank you uh, again now with the pc do i have to worry about that anymore no but i'm still so happy that these games are coming to consoles and that Xbox is being included sometimes. From Mission One, if you guys are looking for a mech turn-based game in the in the in the mold of a Final Fantasy Tactics, you want to check out Front Mission One to remake. It's damn good. It's really good. And if they didn't change the difficulty, it's hard. Just to let you guys know. Okay. Nice. So, yeah. That one is definitely one for you. I uh, yes. wanted to make sure to get that one in there. Um, Midnight Suns developer for, uh, for Axis hit with staff layoffs, about 30 roles as studios across the industries make cuts. Now, for Midnight Suns, I think this one is kind of a this one's kind of an unfortunate one because I don't think Midnight Suns hit the way that they th- probably thought that it would. Uh, oh. um, and which, is, which is kind of unfortunate. I mean, I, again, it's a turn-based, another turn-based game. Um, as part of the reason why I haven't jumped into it though, recently uh, I've been seeing some things that have been making me. They've been. It's been making me kind of think about it. I've I, I've been highly thinking about. it, I should say, especially after that most recent storm update. Um, I want to get in. I want to get in there and see what that's feeling like. But I don't know. Um, it's maybe something to be. I'll say for the future. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays off. Is this going to be the end of Midnight Suns content? Um, are they not going to do anything else for the game? Um, does this mean there's not going to be a two? Uh, I would like to see the sales on this game, but to see how well did it did or not. And is this game going to end up coming to Game Pass? Because that's the other thing. Um, you know, you see these games that kind of are hidden gems, right? Uh, that don't sell the greatest. And then all of a sudden, you know, three months down the line, I think that happened with Scarlet Nexus also. Um, we got a big bump in Game Pass when it dropped in there. But for the first three to six months, the uh, Scarlet Nexus didn't drop in the Game Pass. Uh, and then it, six months later, it did. And uh, the developer came out and talked about their engagement and said they got, you know, 10 times over the engagement that they, that they got originally because of it. So, I don't know. It's this unfortunate. Is, I know. I know that you've put a lot of time into this one. I, I 
Um, I, I think you got right at what you are. You at a hundred hours yet in this one? Uh, yeah, I'm around eighty, I think, at this point. So as someone that. that's uh, you know, as someone that spent some time into it, you know, try to try to convince me again, or uh, you know, just you know, spill out your heart a little bit about this title because you, uh, along with Lord Cognito, shout out to the Lords, uh, have been putting this one on a pedestal, saying how great it is, especially for you, who was not, not the superhero guy, right? So. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the big superhero guy. And again, wasn't on board with the, the card based system. I I was I was originally turned off by this game when they announced the card based system. I wanted XCOM style strategy. And when they introduced the turn, when they introduced the card based system, both Mav and I were off the train. And then I slowly I started watching the dev diaries on this game and the, and the deep dives, and they sold me. Um, and shout out to Jake Solomon. Um, one of the original de- one of the original leaders for XCOM and Midnight Suns who now left the studio as well. This was a business decision. Let's talk about the layoffs first for for access. This is a business decision. This is when the business gets in the way of of games, right? Take 2 obviously was unhappy. Uh shout out to Strauss again. I I give Strauss all the praise. He's an intelligent man. He is a businessman, but he understands the game industry better than some businessmen do, like a Jim Ryan. Strauss gets it. But this was completely 100% because of the poor sales that this all started happening. Uh, I was extremely upset when Jake left. Um, I say extremely upset as much as I'll get upset at somebody leaving a studio because I want to see Axis come back with another XCOM game. And Jake Solomon was one of the leads. And he was one of the masters behind the XCOM series. And this means that Axis now has very little of the original XCOM team still there. And I don't know specifically who was let go in this round. So, therefore, I don't even know if there's anybody left from the XCOM team originally there. Um, Midnight Suns is one of those games that I think will be talked about down the road for years to come because more and more people will discover it as it goes on sale, as maybe, like Steel just said, it shows up in Game Pass someday. And it'll be one of those games when people, not everybody, because again, it's a turn-based strategy game with card system. It's not going to be for everybody. But what I will say is, especially Cognito, me, me and Mav pushed it hard out the gate. Uh, we got some people to try it out, but Cog's been pushing it ever, st- ever since. Shout out to Cog. And he deserves the credit where he's picked up from the, through the Iron Lords. A lot of people picked up this game. A lot of people who didn't have any interest in it picked up it because of him. Um, and also in Defining Duke, him and Maddie Plays have been both been pushing as well. And people who weren't interested in this game try it and love it. That's why I've been pushing Steel to do it. Because he does have a love for superheroes. He does have that already built-in kind of like you're already kind of a fan because of the characters here. You got Venom, yeah, you got everybody, everybody right? It grabs you in a weird way, right? So you got the dating sim side of things. You got the social media side of things built into the game, which is it shouldn't be in this game, but it works. Like, it's the strangest thing in the world. You got some open, semi-open world aspects where you're going around farming for resources, which shouldn't be in this game, but it is, and it works. Like, there's so many different levels to this game, and you can find something that you love about it no matter what. The writing is as campy as you would expect it to be for a comic book, you know, superhero type game. It is just as campy as you expect, but it works. And then you get into the battles, and the card system is brilliant. 
they spent a lot of time making sure that this game was exactly they made sure that the game every mechanic every superpower when you put your team together of three whoever you pick and you don't even have to take your main character a lot of the times they have certain missions where certain characters are required right obviously Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times you can build your team out with whoever you want three they made sure that the, all those powers, yes, you can find synergy uh, better with certain characters uh, if you team them up together. Sure, there's all of that. But even if you pick three random guy, three random superheroes, they all work together very well. And the card system is extremely well done. It's random. And sure, sometimes you'll get bad pulls mm-hmm. and you'll just kind of know the battle is not going to go well. But at the end of the day, that's part of XCOM 2. Again, XCOM is famous. 99% hit chance steal. And when you need that shot, yeah. you're going to get that bad roll and you're going to miss. Like that that's famous XCOM shit, right? That's famous. And it translates to the card card-based system here. So Midnight Suns is brilliant on the strategy side. It is a fantastic game that I think more people should try. Um, because again, I think you're going to fall in love with it. It's constantly on sale. The ultimate edition is always on sale for 50 bucks somewhere. Now it is well worth it. Uh, well worth it. You get four DLC characters, you get Morbius, you get Venom, you get, um, Deadpool and you get storm. Um, just go try this game at some point, everybody. There's plenty to play. I know that, but if you have any interest in this game whatsoever, go try it. I, I think it's going to be worth it. It's sad to see this many layoffs. This was business at its finest, at its worst, I should say. Um, this is what happens when you put out a game that they obviously dumped a lot of money into. Um, it was an expensive IP for them, I'm sure. Um, you get Spider-Man in here, too. So if you're a Spider-Man fan, Spider-Man's included, even though it's on Xbox. Um, so, yeah, it's a sad day for Firaxis. I hope they go back to XCOM. I just don't know who's left to really pull off XCOM, but if they stick to the tried and true formula, I think this team could pull off a new XCOM as well. Um, but it is sad for me um, that Firaxis is getting kind of dismantled at this point. Um, Dragonheart Yobi says, one of the dudes who I know told me uh, I'm to blame for tribalism because I said I only checked out Midnight Suns because of the Marvel name. Let me enjoy what I want. I don't care how you feel. Um, what? that's, that's interesting, man, because there are, pe- no, there are people who are like that to where, okay, right. You, these are the guys who made the XCOM games, right? So I can see yeah. somebody jumping in and being like, oh, well, you're not a true fan of this game because you didn't play these games when, uh, it was XCOM. You're playing it now because it's Marvel. And yep. that's the only reason why you'll play it. Who are you to talk about these topics? Because you haven't played it, um, when I played it. You know, that's like somebody telling somebody, hey, you don't play Diablo 4 because you didn't play 2. You didn't yeah. you didn't experience the same loss that I experienced. So you can't can't enjoy the greatness that is Diablo 4 now. That, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's always going to be people who are like that, um, that try to gatekeep everything. And uh, again, uh, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. Shout out to Alvin who said, if you got a PS5, it's one of the trial games for PS Plus Premium. So go check that out too. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Oh. Try it out again. If you're expecting in three bit threw it out there, the, the voice acting is the one thing that does trip up people because some of it can be very well done. And then other points it's 
no, it's not good. Um, but again, if you go into it just knowing that it's going to be campy, campy comic book style writing and acting, you'll enjoy the hell out of it. Like some of the storylines, some of the interactions between the characters are hilarious. Like they're absolutely good. And there's actually some deep stuff in there too. And if you ever want to get to know like magic, mm-hmm. um, the character magic, she is fleshed out. She fantastic. And she's from the new mutants for anybody who doesn't know. Um, I, magic is one of my favorite characters now because of that, because of that game. I love her. I love her character. I love everything about her. Um, so uh, just like I said, I, I can't I can't tell you enough. Wait for a sale. Go get this game. And I think you're going to find something you're going to enjoy. Unless you absolutely hate turn-based strategy games or card-based games. Unless you absolutely despise them. There's something to find that you're going to like out of this game. Period. Yeah. Um, I was getting caught up in making faces over here because there was an MSN article that popped up about uh, Diablo um, and their experience, supposedly, and it's an in, uh, in-progress review, essentially. Um, <laughs> part Is it of the, like the Guardian one? Oh, well, part of the title says, the transition to live service buries what makes it great. What? Um, I mean, I can go so, through so this. We don't, uh, so we don't like the open world? What? Um, okay, I'll go through, I'll try to go through it pretty quick. So, tie it back into Diablo real quick. When it comes to clicking demons until a glowing loop pops up out of Diablo 4, is the most Diablo any Diablo has ever been. That delicious loop that fed Diablo players for years is, is all over Diablo 4, as it has been in every other Diablo game, even Diablo Immortal. Nobody quite does it like Blizzard. It takes seconds for your character to blanket the screen and light, leveling up and earning their uh, first skill point, and go so on and so forth. The more I play Diablo 4, the more I'm reminded of Warcraft's transition from a real-time strategy series into an MMO. Okay. A genre shift that capitalizes on people's desire to embed themselves directly into the fabric of Blizzard's fantasy world and live in it. Even though I started at WoW um, and then discovered the series backwards, I can't deny some of Warcraft's original identity was lost in the process. Diablo 4 feels like an echo of that same point in history. It may still be an isometric hack and slasher, but all of its familiar systems exist in a significantly different context. Diablo 3 was a live service game before live service was a term anyone knew. Diablo 4 embraces the live service from the start. The tormented world of Sanctuary is now a platform for Diablo's endless grind, a playground for legendary heroes to earn a few tears in their battle pass. What? It's what? not sacrilege for a series that has been thrived of this type to play to expand on an infinite repetition, but by reconfiguring its entire structure around what used to be relegated to the end game, Diablo 4 sacrifices a significant part of its appeal for me. I've completed the Why? six act camp I completed the six act campaign and spent twenty hours carving through the dungeons and finding it hard to continue in an action RPG that spends so much of its time teasing the next thing instead of indulging in the present. The loot isn't present enough for you? Diablo okay. 4 is like playing a new MMO expansion where every piece of the loot is a temporary step toward the next. Instead of picking up a rare and legendary items that modify your skills and encourage you to play your class differently for a session or two, you're mostly given meager horde divorce uh, for the feast to come at level 50 and onwards. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's, uh, I, 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 I was trying to... I, 
I haven't, I haven't I, seen I, that spelled out that like that way yeah, in a while. Yeah, wow. that's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's hors d'oeuvres. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to understand what you were saying, and then I heard feast, and I'm like, oh, hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Okay. Uh, anyways. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, uh, that's hilarious. Oh, God. I need to clip that. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> after the event of the Reaper of Souls. Hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. That makes it yeah, makes so much yeah, sense. Okay, right. I, I haven't seen that spelled out that way in at least 15 years. That's fine. Thank you, Talos Ray. Catch you later. Appreciate you, Talos. Night. Sleep well. Um, hey, Sergeant Sentinel. I see you too. Hey, you, Sergeant. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, I'll skip through some of this. Most of Diablo 4 campaign drenches you in a human misery through side quests and dungeons that are grotesque at the point of absurdity. I couldn't walk into a town while stepping and inexplicably exploding the half-eaten remains of a horse or passing by bodies impaled on the wooden spikes. Oh, no, the horror, Steel, the horror. Uh, okay. Um, uh, nothing else really pertains okay. to what he just talked about. So what is he talking about this life? What, As you fling point? godlike powers at buckets of demons and the occasional treasure goblin, the previous games whether by technical limitations of the time or differing creative directions, find a way to make the internal conflict between heaven and hell worth caring about, largely by injecting surrealist art into otherwise mundane environments and having characters like Deckard Cain provide a hit of gravitas. Okay, somehow Diablo 4 didn't give me a truly threatening villain or dungeons with the demon statues puking red lava until the last third of the campaign. If I wanted to fall asleep in great dungeons and abandoned cathedrals, there are plenty of other action RPGs out there. I come to Diablo feel like I'm cutting demons apart in a death metal band's airbrushed album art. This is a series where the final boss is literally in the title. The lack of suddenly, suddenly, whatever is its strength the lack of being being subtle yeah yeah the lack of being subtle subtlety is its strength. okay i was gonna say because if he's complaining about that uh the name diablo that's literally who you were fighting on um games anyways diablo yeah. 4 adopts a muted aesthetic and a slow burn there that it seems desperate to mimic game of thrones or sony's god of war reboot what um, but it's constantly in tension with how massively unsubtle the series world building has always been. It was probably demons would have been an exceptional, useful dialogue choice to have for every person who asked me if I could investigate what happened to their loved ones. And I'm sorry, I can't take it seriously when a sad quest where I end the life of a tortured man tied to a tree ends by giving me the spear I use as a temporary weapon upgrade. I, I wish it was. I wish it was easier to ignore Diablo 4's tonal uh, stumbles once you're properly knee deep in demons. I played Rogue, Diablo 4's ranged melee hybrid class that echoes both Demon Hunter and Amazons for previous games. I was a fan of Diablo's Three Ruins, which lets you swap skills and modify them on the fly. Diablo 4's skill tree suggests a similar level of customization. You choose from a healthy variety of simple abilities at the start and then work your way into a passive skill that augments your attacks with satisfying status afflictions. I don't see anything bad so far. Um, but anyway, by level 30, I was deep enough in the skill tree that respecking incurred a significant gold cost and risk. The most build-defined skills sit at the top of the skill tree which also happens to be the points you can't individually refund because later skills unlock based on what you have chose. You have to reset the entire thing to radically alter your play style. 
Uh, the, the the side quests are repetitive. Uh, okay, uh, I love my current I love my current build. Uh, but what if there's something even better? In the past, rare and legendary items gave you free skill points. Uh, they do that in this one too, by the way. Um, I'll skip a little bit further because I don't. I'm missing the point here. It's possible you'll earn enough gold or legendary items to choose to loosen these restrictions in endgame activities. Diablo 4 spawns randomized events that uh, you can complete every day for a sack of items and high reward. Uh, world tier difficulties increase your gold gain. Like I'm still like the fact that I've gotten this far in this article, um, and I'm kind of missing the point of what you were hinting at in the beginning of the the story. Like the point of a good story is to get to the meat of the story, right? Especially in an article where you don't have a lot of time to pull the reader's attention. I haven't heard a single thing yet in what I've read that uh, says anything about the game. Like. You put 20 hours in and all I've garnered from this article so far is that you're mad at the game is dark or that you didn't, you don't like that aspect of it or um, you don't, don't like the end game. Like you just got to the end game. Steel, this is a perfect example of what I always talk about with journalism these days. They believe that they are smarter than their readers and they approach these articles trying to sound smart we see this in podcasting too they outsmart themselves when they write these articles and take these directions they want to stand out from their peers and so they write nonsense thinking that it sounds good and they think that they've hit on a point that nobody else has. And that's what makes them special. How deep did you need to go about this game? That's that you, blew, Every, you obviously blew through, right? Everything I've heard steel is what is beloved about Diablo. Again, his main point about the, and you're right, steel, he's left his main point of the article, which was that somehow the live service aspects have taken away from Diablo. Where is that in the article? Um, I was trying Correct. to find he had it. One he had one paragraph it. that you were reading where he was trying to say what he wanted to say, but he left it again because he's trying to be smart. Bro. You, you're saying the dungeons are repetitive. You literally played the game for 20 hours and beat the game. And you no, said, he said the he dungeons... more in that than any. Didn't he say he put in he beat the main campaign and then put twenty hours into endgame? Isn't that what he said earlier? I could be mistaken, but I thought that he said that early in the article. No, I completed a six campaign a six act campaign and spent over twenty hours carving through the dungeons. Oh, okay. All right. And I'm taking when... that as he spent twenty hours playing the game. When has Diablo Dungeons not been about that's like, the farming. That's what you do in these games. Like, I, I don't. Like I said, Steel. Like I said, they think they're smarter than us when they write these articles, and then they try to go up and be on their peers, and they think that they are special and found some point that nobody else has ever talked about before, and then they go on this type of writing that now, just to add to the conversation. How do you think God of War in it? What was that God I, of War? Can you I, find I, that God? Find that God of War line. What was that? Um, <laughs> I, I need to hear that line again because I want to see where. I, 
Hold on, let me see if I can find it again. Okay, see, he says, Diablo 4 adopts a muted aesthetic and a slow burn narrative that seems desperate to mimic Game of Thrones or Sony's God of War reboot. But it's constantly in tension with how massively unsubtle the series world building has always been. And then he says, in quotes, it was probably demons would have been an exceptionally useful dialogue choice to have for every person who asked me if I could investigate. He's talking about the side mission. Con- I've, I have seen yeah. this and the side yeah. missions are, I mean, okay, you can't say that. Oh, at the end of the day, you're going to go fight some demon. Somebody has to something to do with a demon. I mean, right. What the world's been invaded by demons. What game are you playing? And in 20 hours, if you beat the game in 20 hours, went through the dungeons in 20 hours, I have almost, I, like, I have almost that time. And I haven't even experienced a quarter of the campaign yet. And maybe it's because I'm more so fascinated by the power scaling. But you don't even mention that in this article. Simple simple math, Steel. There's over 120 dungeons. The average dungeon takes us as a party of four about 20 minutes to 30 minutes to run through, right? Would you say that's fair? Yeah. Yeah, the average dungeon mm. is somewhere in that neighborhood. Maybe, maybe quicker than that as a four man team. Um, as a duo, 20, 20 it definitely minutes. takes about that. About that, yeah, for sure. 20, 20 Okay, we'll 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 just say twenty minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put a fifteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. Right, twenty minutes. So let's say that he blew through every. Again, this is probably somebody playing on World Tier One against Steel. We, we, we which is to, which is fine. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. fine, but that it changes your experience. Let's say he blew through every dungeon in let's say 10 minutes right 10 minutes that's there's no way steel there's no way he did that. oh there's no he no didn't experience he, the full breadth of the game yeah no, there's he no way no, no. He's, no, no that's no. why so for him to say he's rerunning the same dungeons over and over again is what he's doing he probably found a certain group of dungeons and he's just rerunning those dungeons because there's no way he got through the entire world map there's no way no, he said he he said he beat the game. He he's ran to the dungeon. Yeah, he man, mainlined you know? it. He mainlined it. Yes, for sure, one hundred percent. Yeah, and if you, if you mainline it, I don't even think that you mainlining yeah, it would get you to level fifty. No, one one. No, so because they already said level. They said no, no. Yeah, like you just mainlining the game isn't going to get you to level fifty. One, um, two, you have to get the level fifty to even start to experiencing the end game. Three, there's a whole other skill board after you get to level 50. Yeah, it's a Paragon. Called the Paragon system. That is actually much bigger than we've ever seen in Diablo 1, again. And then two, it's smaller than what Path of Exile offers, but it's supposedly able to be more understood than uh, some of those more complicated games are for most people. Again, I know it's a review in progress, but the thing, my biggest takeaway from this is why in everything that I read, I don't get the topic that you put. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. He You're wants. saying the game is falling short due to its live service what, elements. What, what, what's, what did you read? The last, did you did you read the last paragraph yet, Steel? 
No, the very last pair, the very last paragraph says, the very last paragraph says, so far, nothing has convinced me the end game is so brilliant that it is worth stripping everything out of the initial leveling process. The thin storytelling doesn't help either. Thankfully, you can skip it on subsequent characters. Diablo 4 is a live service game that puts an insulting amount of effort into trying to convince you it's not. It's backwards, trying to build up the most robust part of the of itself instead of starting with it. The moment entering a fresh dungeon feels more like a chore than a ride. Uh, okay, how did you make this sentence? The moment entering a fresh... I'm, I'm reading it verbatim, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moment entering a fresh dungeon feels more like a chore than a ride is the moment Diablo loses me. I get what he was saying, but wow, that was terrible for conversation um and i've been worrying worryingly close to that feeling in my time with it so far the moment entering a fresh dungeon feels more like a chore than a ride is the moment diablo loses me and i've been worryingly close to that feeling in my time with it so far an exciting modern version of diablo is in here i can see parts of it poking through the surface but I'm starting to lose patience waiting for it to show its face. Mind you, this article is from MSN. I don't care. This guy is obviously their game writer. This guy is obviously a guy who covers gaming for MSN. I want to know where the hell he thinks they stripped out of the leveling in the beginning. What? Are we playing two different games here still? Like I, Maybe he's playing Diablo 3. I don't know. Even they stripped nothing. They stripped nothing. There's actually like I, I mean that's I've the like power recent, progression. Mm. You get to the Paragon, that's your end game. That's of course the beginning. That's all these types of action RPGs. Path of Exile is no different. Other, other than that they show you the entire skill tree from the beginning, you still have to work your way to the outer r- rings of Path of Exile. I mean, like, again, I know you, I know it's a review in progress, but at yeah. least do a review in progress that talks about the topic that you mentioned. Yeah, that I, too. Nothing, at least he, he used it in the summary. That's why I asked you to, to read the last paragraph. But I want to see if he brought it back. Around. But even in but even in his summary, you can't have a closing statement after an article that doesn't tell me why the transition to live service buries what made Diablo great. I've as a Diablo player or who has played Diablo traditionally. Again, I'm not a sweaty or a hardcore. I've never, I've never, de- never had that experience. There are people that are of that echelon, but I've been playing D4, and I find myself just getting lost in the side content. Right. The other day, well, no, that was yesterday. We we did that mission just yesterday. How does this not stick out for you and just make it seem like oh, everything is the same? I had a side mission where I had to go fight some demon. For some dude, for some dude's eyeballs. I come back 
Because he asked me to go get his eyeballs. I, of course, I had to fight. I'm sorry, so if you want to say that, oh, I had to fight a demon to go get his eyeballs back. Okay. Oh, well, I got I got you. I come back with this dude's eyeballs, right? <laughs> and the hilarious. dude puts his eyeballs in his back in his sockets. Ask me, how do I put eyeballs back in my head, right? <laughs> then proceeds to put them back in his head. Like, again, I mean, little things about Diablo. His hands were still tied up, maybe because they don't give you the full transition, whatever. Of course, uh, you, you locked him out. But anyway, he puts his eyeballs back in his head. Then his head like fucking catches on fire. So obviously, like he's he's probably going to get end up being possessed by a demon again, right? But he goes. We meet him later. But he goes running off out of the town, talking about my eyes are burning, or talk <laughs> about my no. He doesn't say my eye. My sockets are burning. Yeah. Like I was, and you're saying that that's doesn't add anything to the story. Now, did you not hear the music in the game? Yeah. yeah. The overall interaction to the experience. The atmosphere is yeah did, did the live service take pull that out of it i don't i mean i don't know again if you're not into these types of things that's fair to say but it's just oh, i don't get it the take, the like take is said, weird. these guys are weird man the take is weird um but yeah I, I was reading through that and i was over here making weird faces because it was just like as i was progressingly getting further into the article i was just like guys like i, I know we we're in the gaming industry but like what do what are we doing? What are we doing? Know. Shout out to King Webb showing up in here. Shout out to Blue hey. Moon FC. What's going on, brothers? Great to have you drop in here. Vic the Click is in the house. What's going on, Vic? Great to have you in here. Uh, let's see. What else we got in here? Um, Netflix is developing a, a new original uh, AAA IP. Uh, so we'll see how that's going to work out. We talked about that before. Yeah, that's the one that Joseph, Joseph Staten has were, um, went over yeah, to work on just, and leading they on. brought in another big name. Um, another huge name. Uh, that looks like... To build a team and to work with the amazing Joseph Staten, Jerry Edsall, and Chaco Sunny to bring a new world to life. So with big names, again, with Netflix really stepping out on a limb, like I guess this is their first going to be their first new AAA game, uh, an IP that they're working on, and to have these big names working on it. Again, it could be one. It could be a title that really sticks out strong for Netflix. I don't think we'll see anything about this for at least four years, but nonetheless uh, yeah and there's uh, i don't know if you mentioned it steel but this was a tweet put out by uh raf uh grissetti oh no i didn't sorry uh, yeah raf grissetti who uh was a um um art director at santa monica for god of war oh okay so yeah, again nice. joseph staten is bringing in big names with that netflix money behind it right and, and that this is what i said this is what we thought was going to happen too again that's why joseph state went there when you got a, again there's no guarantee of success in this industry at all, right? We, we saw what happened with the initiative. The initiative brought in a ton of high-level mm. talent from across all studios. And look what happened there so far when it comes to Perfect Dark. Obviously, a lot of people left. Now, we have our own thoughts on that as to why that happened. Obviously, the con- contracts ended. Um, there was some you know, thought that the, the, what they signed up for didn't necessarily turn out to be that way. But when Joseph Staten left for Netflix, I you know wished him the best of luck and he deserves it. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of had a feeling he was going to start bringing in high level talent because that Netflix money is real. And for the first big triple A IP, triple A IP that they're going to put out, Netflix is going to go full in. 
And so Joseph have probably got pretty much a blank check. They trust him completely to go find the talent. And they said, Joseph, go get who you want. So now he's out here recruiting. And to pull somebody like Raph from Sony Santa Monica and got a war team, the head art director, that's big. That's big. So uh, shout out to Joseph. He's building something special over there. I can't wait to see what they do. Thanks. Hold on. We'll for a session or two, you're mostly given meager oh, poor yeah, divorce saw, uh, for the feast to come <laughs> at level 50 and onwards. Or divorce. Or d'oeuvres, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's it's a, correct. I, 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 I was trying to... I, I was for <laughs> or divorce and then Fawn just comes in. You mean hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> I still, I thought I misheard you. I was trying to figure out what you said. <laughs> I hope that clip goes viral. That's such, such an amazing clip. Oh my Land God. The is in the house. Nam is in the house. Thank you. What's yeah, going on, beautiful did. people? Appreciate you. You did. You through. read it. You read it. That's why I was trying to figure out if I misheard you. I was trying to figure out what the hell you just said. I have literally not seen that spelt out in 15 years. That is crazy. That is so <laughs> crazy to me. Oh my God. But yeah, anyway, um, like slight Diablo tangent that we went on there. Um, I thought it was worth speaking on again. Diablo's out, said you, we're going to get a lot of Diablo content today, guys. Um, but again, also leading into the whole Netflix scenario and snafu that they got going on currently. Uh, Netflix is an interest, going to continue to be an interesting play um, throughout the industry. So um, this next one, I think, is uh, another speak uh, into some of the backhanded comments that um, Jim, Jim Ryan and PlayStation have been kind of making here recently uh, with their games coming to PC. Uh, Ration and Clank has been announced. Coming to PC. Now, the most interesting conversation that's been happening on the back end of this is the fact that what happened to the power of the SSD? That's the kind of conversation that's happening currently. Um, now, I did make a comment to Paul in the background, and he, I think he called a little feeling about it, but no, because um, I kind of I got into it to the point where it was just like, because uh, he, he also wrote in the DM, uh, how about that SSD? And... I was making a point in the, in the DM that there is a possibility that they could say that this game can't be playable without an SSD. Now, it'd probably be the first game yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on the platform to do so. But uh, the other point that I made to yeah, um, the other point that I made too is that because they've had additional time, um, they could have went in added load screen. Right. Um, in the certain parts of how, however you transition in between the worlds or whatever, uh, there may be that low screen there. Nobody knows um, until the game releases what that's going to be like, um, whether that ends up being the experience. Now, if that is, then no, that's not the original vision that they had um, and how they presented the game. So there is something to be said about um, how PlayStation advertised the game is the game not being possible. Um, without the power of the SSD, right? Because it does turn, it does make the game different at that point, right? Uh, it's a different experience at least. Now, if you want to hold them to just face value of them saying, "Oh, this game isn't possible at all without the SSD," now I can I can see where you're coming from from that standpoint. Though I don't think that that's that's what they were speaking to more so, right? Um, because if the game from a game design level needed the ssd to exist then of course that's going to be very different um and if that is the case we'll find out very soon um whether that that's true or not 
uh, when it does release on PC. I, I am anticipating that it is going to have a hard drive option, right? Um, which is, I mean, again, it's going to be a point of conversation. But again, when you're able to have a team dedicated to porting your games over, um, they can do things differently than maybe uh, the initial team didn't have time to do um, and add things that initially weren't there previously. Um, you expanded at so many different platforms, so many different uh, devices that are going to be able to be accessible. Um, but Pong, I mean, I, how do you feel about Ration and Clank and the power of the SSD coming over to PC? Hey, now, now that I've got a PC still, I've said this. I'm more than happy. I'll pick the, I like Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I played through the Ratchet and Clank. I, I liked Sly Cooper more. Uh, but I do like Ratchet and Clanks. I always pick them up way late. Again, it wasn't a games I needed to play day one by any stretch, but I enjoy them. So the fact that it's coming to PC is awesome. Um, you know, the you know this whole SSD narrative is all BS. We knew it was all smoke and mirrors from the beginning. Um, now the fan base on that side continues to run with it, uh, but they know it's fake. They know it's unreal. Uh, what's interesting, Steel, is all the articles written about Ratchet and Clank coming to PC. None of them mentioned that fact, right? That that's what it was originally said. It's all known BS at this point. Again, just like we believe in generations, they were playing with smoke and mirrors the entire time, trying to pump up their fan base, trying to act like the PlayStation 5 was going to be so up and beyond anything else. That narrow's gone. It's dead. We all know it. Um, it's over with. And the fact that I can play it on my PC down the road at some point, and I'm going to have ultra-wide, uh, you know, I'm going to be able to play an ultra-wide. They're going to support that. They're adding ray trace, exterior shadows. They're Again, the best version when these games do launch on PC is, generally speaking, on the PC. Now, we've seen the issues, however, with Sony's PC ports. We saw the state of The Last of Us obviously so that's not always the case right we've seen some lackluster releases on the pc from the playstation 5 they haven't taken it seriously they're this is new to them this is a new area and they got to understand you aren't going to sell on pc if you don't bring the best experience possible because pc players don't mess around with that shit they don't they got plenty of other things to do and they're not going to play an inferior product it just happens now, they might raise the pirate flag, which we talked about earlier. That's also a, uh, you know, obviously something to consider. But I love it still. I love it. We knew this was going to happen. I know Jim has come out and recently reconfirmed publicly to the fan base that, oh, we've heard you loud and clear. I've talked to the fans and we're going to wait, you know, one to two years before we bring our releases over to PC. But behind the scenes, in that investor call that they had, they were talking about expanding the mobile. They're talking about more expansion to PC. They were talking about extremely happy with the revenue that they're receiving from the PC side of things. Buckle up, boys and girls. As we've said, this is going to become more and more frequent with their titles. I can guarantee the time frame is eventually going to drop further and further and will eventually get to day and date. Uh, with PC releases on Sony. Once they get comfortable with the process, once they have more than just Nixus to help with the PC ports, we're going to see that time frame drop and eventually it'll just be the same as Xbox. PlayStation games will come out on PlayStation 5 and PC, same time. That's my feeling on it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, but good for all the fans out there that just have PC that want to play Ratchet & Clank. Again, I'm one of them. Down the road, I'll get it cheap. 
Uh, and I will play Ratchet and Clank on PC for sure. It's awesome. Yeah. Steel, you there? Oh, okay. I'm here. All right. I was just letting that. I was just letting that kind of die out audio wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also got distracted by this game called uh, from Studio Black Blade, which is really interesting. Um, called Gin Hunter. Apparently, I need to follow these guys. It has that combat that I'm always looking for. Uh, it's in the gaming news group. I'm gonna send it to you directly to be a DM, just because it pulled my attention that hard. You know, I get it with those games. But anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what, what else will we get into next, Pong. Um, we're riling down the um, timeline here. Um, one thing that we are both excited about extremely is that Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty um, is going to give us both a reason to jump back in um, when that DLC releases for the game. Um, it is featuring Idris Alba. Again, let me let me, let me Idris. Uh, I need to go back and get some TV time in, but. There's going to be actually um they're gonna be presenting some information at Summer Games Fest play days. Yep. Um so that's gonna be really dope to see. Um we need to see some more from Cyberpunk 2077, what they're gonna be doing with this DLC. It's supposedly it's supposed to be extremely expansive. Um didn't you say it's supposed to be one of the um their biggest DLC they've ever done? Yes, the biggest DLC of all time, yes. Um yes. even compared to the Witcher and all that too. So correct. Yep, um, absolutely. It's gonna be really dope to see how that kind of fits within the mode of the world um the other side of that too since pong has a pc now um i feel like i can bring this up um the mod side of things i want to see how that's going to end up flowing into the dlc because man uh you guys would be extremely impressed like literally the modders have come out and made cyberpunk the game that it was supposed to be on release now of course you're going to need the hardware um there's some things that you got to finesse behind the scenes and make sure things are running properly um to get the best experience playing it that way but man is the game gorgeous on pc completely different experience um like I mentioned, a lot of time on PC, Skyrim is that same way when I was fiddling with it, which is why I still have those thoughts about Skyrim. I want I want Starfield to release so I can truly have my experience with Skyrim, um, my Skyrim experience more so, um, more so in a modern date. So and since it's going to space, it speaks to me anyway. Um, but anyway, so that's going to be really dope to see what else is here uh they're talking about stray coming to game pass which we already knew was a time deal anyway uh so it's gonna be see are we gonna is game pass gonna get the same cat love that game of the year nomination for coming I'm to game be, pass i'm gonna be playing it i like i, I like i want to try it out, yeah. I, I i was hyped for stray from the beginning like yeah no, i was I, me, you be hyped, I i just i just love the aesthetic of this of the world that's what i really want to see the fact that it shows up on game pass will be awesome yeah. Um that'll that'll be great. I I can't wait to jump into it. Big facts. Um there's also a rumor currently that Elden Ring Shadow of the Earth Tree um DLC is is supposed to be upcoming. Um and it is the size of two DLCs which um for Dark Souls fans um that is pretty pretty massive to say the least um this is definitely going to be a dsc that'll get me back in again um elden ring is a game that i have 300 hours in um and it'd be easy for me to go spend another 300 in there um especially after some dlc drops i didn't get um as pulled into the pvp as i thought i was going to um and then there's some mods that are currently on console that make that game play completely different um, as far as combat and additional moves, they've added some animal anime style moves in there and it's got they got the movement in there looking real crazy. Um now it's one of those that I wanted to kind of jump into um 
to see what that to see what that would feel like. But again, when you got other games to play, I want to just dedicate my entire existence to the Elden Ring. So it's like, ah, uh, I'll watch those things, but we'll see. I'll definitely jump in the DLC because it is official DLC from FromSoft, um, especially on the. This is coming on the heels of also a Armored Core 6 release that is also upcoming. Um, and we'll see if we're going to end up getting more for that. I want. I hope that there is something from at the showcase for um, Xbox there, for sure. Um, no, no, Splendiferous, that's not why I got a PC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a PC for content creation, number one. No, you got it for so Starfield. I, you got it for Starfield. Well... That was, that's just the, that's just a bonus on top of it, right? No, so that's that like, that's the, that's the, like, you know how you build the house? There's a foundation. Yeah. The foundational reason is because yeah. of Starfield. Everything else is extra. They're just, <laughs> <That's> they're, <bullshit>. <laughs> they're, <laughs> don't you start. That's bullshit. You know it. Anyways, uh, it's just a bonus. Okay. It's just, mm. it, it is what it is. Mm. Um, so no, I got it for content creation. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> We're get we're we're almost done here, Steel. I think um, there was some new games announced this week, uh, early this week for people who missed it. Has uh, shout out to Has again, uh, put out uh, a list of games that were announced early this week because uh, there was a bunch of smaller stuff. I don't know what ha- I think there was a smaller show. I can't remember. But Hot Wheels Two uh, Unleashed Two Turbocharged announced. Yeah, for, uh, that was dope. PlayStation Five, I Xbox was Series, that. PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. What a quick turnaround, Steel. I wasn't like, expecting. Hey, that. Obviously, yeah. Neither was I. Um, that's coming out. Double Dragon uh, Gaiden Rise of the Dragons launches July 27th on Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. I'm always down for a new Double Dragon game. I don't care. I I, I think they're always cool. Not that I'll get it day one because, again, Diablo, sorry, uh, not happening. But uh, I'm cool with that. Um, and then Puzzle Quest 3 Steel, I talked about this, is now finally available. I talked about this a few weeks ago. It was supposed to launch uh, the same time as PC, it did not. Uh, Puzzle Quest, I am an old fan. I will be getting this game at some point. I love the Puzzle Quest games. Uh, that finally launched uh, as well. Trinkerton, Trinkertown launches June 22nd for PC, later for consoles. And Horde Survivor and Farm Simulation game hybrid Wispike Survivor's Sword of the Necromancer announced for PlayStation, mm. Xbox, Switch, and PC. All of that, all of those words there, Horde, Survivor, and Farm Simulation Game Hybrid kind of piqued my interest. I'm not going to lie. So I'm going to check that one out soon, too. I, I want to look at it and see what it's about, I should yeah. say. Um, uh, former cyberpunk devs uh, formed their own new studio called Blank. This is a big one uh, because some of these guys, uh, you know, I've been aware of because I was so hyped for cyberpunk and obviously it lived up to my expectations at the end of the day. Um, so uh, the some of the top XCD Project Red developers unveiled a new studio and teased a new project. Uh, so they are, uh, again, called Blank is the studio um, and they are going to... Uh, Work after working for years on this is a quote from them after working for years in an increasingly conservative industry we're ready to make bold impactful projects that share our unique creative uh, creativity and values uh, where the industry champions a dictatorship of creative individual we want to give ownership to the team where the industry leans on cr- uh, where the where the industry leans on crunch culture we prefer work life balance where the industry says bigger is better we're setting our sights on highly polished games with a focus on emotion story and craftsmanship so it sounds like these guys broke away 
shout out to them for doing so. Go do your own thing. This industry is constantly moving. This is a dynamic industry. This is why Steele and I talk about consolidation is never going to be the be all end all of this industry. There's too many people who have big ideas for themselves. Um, go do your thing. Uh, guys, go do your thing. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with, see how it turns out. It sounds like they're going to be looking for a smaller experience. Um, hey, I'm all for those as well. So I can't wait to see what these guys come up with. And then, uh, C- CMA got their asses handed to them uh, earlier this week. Uh, we won't we won't deep dive this at all. It's been covered greatly. Uh, the preliminary hearing uh, for in front of the uh, CAT, the tribunal, uh, for the appeal process happened this week. And let me tell you, we heard about the high-priced lawyers that both Xbox mm-hmm. and Activision Blizzard were bringing to this. In fact, Activision Blizzard, um, they uh, hired the former Queen, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth, her attorney, who was actually a lord, both two of them, two lords. They showed up in front of the cat judge and mopped the floor with the CMA attorneys, okay? Just absolutely destroyed them. Um, so all things are showing po- positive signs there. It's an early, it's initial, it's nothing, you know, we'll get down to business, but they won most of their wishes. Uh, the uh, CMA was trying to push this out into August. Huh, funny, what's else is in August? Oh, that's right, the FTC trial, that's right. Eh, funny, but they're not in cahoots still at all. Um so they tried to push it out. The judge said, nope. So by the end of July, they're supposed to be the week of July 24th, I believe. Mm, they're going to have okay. six days in court over a 10-day period or something like that. So um, the judge sided with Activision or with Xbox and Activision and said, no, you guys don't need that much time. We're going to get this thing done. Um, and uh, then it also came out that uh, Lena Khan is now under investigation. Um, so she's on the hot seat even more so um for an abuse of power so we're gonna see how that plays out um and then it also came out from mlx uh that uh there is word word on the street is that exactly what we talked about here still and talked about on other podcasts that smirk from satya when he was asked a question if there was ever a world in which you would sell uh you know uh, content in the united states but not in the uk if the cma didn't pass this deal and that smirk we said meant that all options were on the table. MLEX is confirming that all options are on the table and they're looking at creative, complex, expensive ways of potentially moving Activision out of the UK completely um, and all those studios out of the UK completely if necessary. So again, wasn't our speculation came true sounds like all options are on the table if they have to go nuclear they may go nuclear to get this deal done at the end of the day steel which again makes sense they're not going to let one country block the biggest deal in microsoft history they're just not they're they're not going to walk away from this uh without pulling out every stop so that's yeah. all i got steel um, got anything to add to any of those let me know no the only thing that i got to add on is the is the final point and with um with them like going full speed ahead and it's, it's just something that i've been hammering on since the very beginning and i'm again i'm not a lawyer i'm not a um in that field uh, so i can't say for certain um but even as a consumer there's just no reason why things have gone the way that they have um whether the pushback on 
Microsoft is warranted or not. Um, of course it is, right? It's the big, biggest deal in their history. But there's a lot of underlying factors uh, that just point to some things that don't quite add up and don't make sense, especially in this industry, um, especially for something that's supposed to be so it's supposed to be kind of like fluid, right? Uh, or like liquid. It can be ever changing. You can ask other questions later. Uh, you can always look back on these deals because um, it's going through you anyway. So the amount of pushback that's been given and the amount of money that's been put into this to try to fight it, especially on the, on the American side of things, um, it's just it's kind of it's kind of wild how things have played out thus far. But um, I'm I'm interested in seeing how things continue to play out. Uh, again, there's nothing about this topic that we haven't necessarily touched on um, in depth uh, outside of continue to add, continuing to add context to the situation. So um, I love it. I, I, I like the way it's um, Absolutely. I mean, I hope beer no, I hope Baron's no, in here. What's going on, Beer Baron? I hope nobody loses anything, but nonetheless. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, nobody should lose access to anything, but this has got to no. do what they got to do. They could uh, potentially, uh, the result, if they pulled those studios out of the UK, Activision, mm -hmm. first of all, Activision Blizzard would have to do it on their own um, because that would be interference, potentially uh, counted as interference because Xbox can't make decisions for them. So Activision Blizzard would have to do it on their own. That's part of the decision making that's going on. Activision Blizzard is supposedly looking at this themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, secondly, what would happen is if they did that, they would have to they would have to have another distributor publisher make those games for the UK make those games available they would have to sell it through a third party is what would wind up okay. happening in the UK so it's not necessarily that anybody would lose anything right. um the only thing that potentially could be lost would be game pass subscribers in the UK uh if call of duty was on game pass probably wouldn't be available in the UK so well it is what it is yep you got to do what you got to do um, that's pretty much the end of what I had on my yep. list there, Pong. Um, unless there was Sorry. anything else that you wanted to get into or slide into here, um, do want to get some afternoon things knocked out here so we can yeah. get back to it, right? Uh, yeah, I know you want to get back to it before you get your show later. Uh, I know we'll be yeah. on the night, so uh, tonight ain't gonna oh, be. Yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's gonna be. You, gonna be a fun tomorrow night. morning. We're gonna yeah. be on tomorrow morning. It's gonna yeah. be. It's gonna be a fun night. It's gonna be a fun night. <laughs> Um, nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, this is the time where we're going to get into our This Day in Gaming segment. Uh, so you already know what time it is. Make Paul feel old. Make me feel old. Nah, I'm playing. Uh, but we do go back 30 years in uh, gaming history because gaming is art and should be treated as such. Um, and I just I like to use this as a representation from where we were to where we're at now, because even a game like Diablo four, when you go back to play um, and touch on like a Diablo two and you see how those graphics used to look and <laughs> they even give you the option to kind of compare uh, between the remaster. But even the remaster compared to what four has given us is is leagues and leagues and valleys different. Um, Dragon Heart Yobi says, King David says, we hold the line. Living split screen. <laughs> split screen. Steel says, we hold the board. We need your own t shirt, like King uh, David. Yeah, we need, need a horde divorce shirt. Or divorce. <laughs> People are going to be like, what the fuck is that? But like, yeah, it's just, the new world. If we come the new World of Warcraft thing, that, it's no longer for the horde, it's for the horde divorce. <laughs> We're like, what are you saying? It's hors d'oeuvres, but you know, still can't say it. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Hey, it's all about the whore divorce, man. Um, all right, guys, let's get into this this day gamer segment. You guys are funny. Uh, I, I just like the fact that you guys keep carrying it. Okay, I'm. I gotta fix our videos apparently on here too. Uh, so give me a second as I do that. Uh, but we are starting off in 1986. In case uh, you guys want to know about that, how you, how you feel about that, Paul? What were you doing in '86? Being a heathen? No. no? Okay. Okay. Life was good in '11. Joe, what's going on? How you feeling, man? Hopefully you are okay. Hopefully everything's going smooth for you. I'm just getting everything set up here video-wise so everybody's looking good. Pawn's looking good. Um, we're feeling good, so give us a moment here. There we go. Get that put right up in that box there. You guys get to see live interaction of what it looks like when I put these boxes in. Uh, anyway. Yes, of course, of course. And let me let me go ahead and flip myself right here. Pong's on mute. Oh, Pong was on mute. You no, were on I mute was right not there. on mute because you heard me. No, oh, uh, you you're, on, oh, you're on mute you in OBS. You're on mute on OBS. What? For how long? Uh, just then, right then. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't like a whole show. That would be unfortunate. You're all, you that would be keep, unfortunate. You gotta, listen, you got you to gotta keep Steel honest because he's trying to do this thing again. I'm telling you. I told you it was only a matter of time before he said it's my PC's problem and I just can't be on the show anymore and he's going to have to do it by himself. That's exactly what's that's, that's 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 fair. That's fair. Yeah, see Blue Moon, yeah, you know it. Still put Pong on mute again. I know. I know that happens. No, that's not what happened. All right. Cat goes. All right, All right let's go. Good. Um so in 1986 on Famicom Disk System, excuse me, you have Super Mario Bros the Lost Levels. Ooh. Um, then in 88, you had NES release Cosmo Police Galavan. That's a G Galavan, I guess. Um, then in 99 on PlayStation, you had Adventure of Little Ralph. Okay. Um, then in 2001 on Dreamcast, you had Worms World Party. Ooh, shout out to Worms. Yeah, Worms is Worms dope. I still like Worms back in the day. It was fun as hell. Um, then in 2002, you had GameCube release Bomberman Generation. Not the Bomberman. Mm. Love Bomberman. Again, destroyer friendships right there. Yes. Ooh, Bomberman. Oh, local co-op. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> my buddy used to get into it. I, I bet. Because uh, you know what you're doing. Uh, then in 2002, uh, Game Boy Color oh. released Resident Evil Gaiden. Resident Evil. What? Gaiden? Yeah. Gaiden, Gaiden, I believe yeah, it's going to be Gaiden. I don't remember. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't remember it. Hmm. Um, then in 2002, PlayStation 2 released Ultimate Fighting Championship Throwdown. Okay. Uh, then in 2003, PC released Exchange 2. I'm not, I'm not, okay. not sensing any excitement. I mean, this, out of list, this list so far is kind of kind of okay. weak. It's kind of weak. It I'm not gonna lie. This time, then in 2008, um, PC, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, Wii, and Xbox 360, you had DreamWorks Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. I will say, Ultimate Fighting Champion UFC Throwdown on PlayStation 2 was pretty dope when was it first it? came out. 
Because we hadn't seen anything like that. Up to that point, we had gotten wrestling and boxing, right? right? right, right. And that was when UFC started taking off. And when we popped it in for the first time back in the day, it was like, yo, all right. Because, I mean, again, local battles getting beat down. Yeah, Yeah, it was something else. Yeah, it was something else. Interesting. Um, then it's a great movie, by the way, too. Yes, I love Kung Fu Panda. All all of them. Um, then in 2008, PC, PlayStation 3, and Xbox 360 released Grid 2008. Underrated. Yeah, Grid was that that first Grid was was really good actually. Yep. Um, then in 2008, PSP released Hot Shots Golf Whoa. Open T2. Shots Golf, oh my favorite golf of all time. Hot Shots Golf rocks, absolutely. Oh god, it's so good, man. Then in 2008, um, PC, PS2, PS3, PSP, and Wii and Xbox 360 released Lego Indiana Jones: The Original Adventures. So good. Me and my kiddo had a lot of fun in the Indiana Jones ones. For sure. Then in 2008, Xbox 360 released Ninja Gaiden 2. Classic. Uh, then in 2008, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 released Robert Ludlum's The Born Conspiracy. Underrated freaking game. The Born Conspiracy was so good, bro. So good. So well done. I know some people don't. I loved it. They they pulled they nailed the combat in that game. I had such a great time with the game. If you disagree, that's fine. I understand. But man, did I love the Born Conspiracy. Hmm. I absolutely love that game. I feel like I, I feel like I played that game. I don't remember it, but I feel like they, I played it. They pulled off the feel of the movie so well, Steel. They okay. really did. They uh, the uh, it it, uh, it helps to be a Jason Bourne fan, right? right of right, course. Right. I love those movies, but man, they nailed the feel of that uh, hmm. in the game. I really did enjoy that. Oh, uh, then in 2008 on the DS, you had Summon Night Twin Age. Okay. okay. Um, then in 2009 on the DS, you had Nights in the Nightmare. Yes, Blue Moon, they did. And if you still got your 360, it might not hold up as well now. I haven't played recently, but I would certainly go back and try it because you can probably find it on the cheap. Absolutely do it if you're a Jason Bourne fan. Uh, then in 2010, the PSP released Fairy Tale. Portable Guild. Shout out to Fairy Tale. Shout out to Fairy Tale. The anime. Yes. Good anime. Yes. Uh, then in 2013, uh, PC released Marvel Heroes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that one. Then in 2013, PC released Remember Me. Remember Me was also on consoles. Interesting game. Double uh, A. Try to do big stuff. Didn't necessarily pull it off in the best. It was a little janky, okay. uh, but interesting concepts in Remember Me. Really like Okay, no. A little bit I played. Um, then in 2014, uh, you had it basically released everywhere other than, oh, yeah, released everywhere pretty much. Uh, you had a Murdered Soul Aspect, or Suspect, yes. excuse me. Yep. Murdered Soul Suspect. Yep. Very good game, too. All right. Um, then in 2016, on Linux, Macintosh, and PC, you had Sakura Dungeon. All right. Nope. Nope. Ooh, perfect one for you, Pong. On um, 2020, PC released what? Lotion Samurai. <laughs> Why is that a perfect one for me? Or were you talking about Sakura Dungeon? No, Lotion Samurai. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like it looks like waifus on the on the cover of Sakura there. So I mean, that one could be for you too. I mean, we might might get that get that downloaded for you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> that's my that's that's Pong's backlog is filled with those. Um, but then in 2021. PC released The Last Spell. Okay. Okay. Uh, then in 2022, uh, Linux, Macintosh, and PC released Donut 
Dodo. Oh, okay. <laughs> then in 2023, Nintendo Switch released Kitten Island. Hey, shout out to, shout out to uh, Kitten Island. Yeah, got plenty of cat games at the PlayStation Showcase. Hey, we got plenty of uh, CGI <laughs> trailers, too. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, Swindish so says, make it the title of the episode, Horde Divorce. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine people looking at the title going, what the hell is this? <laughs> We're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Horde Divorce. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, but you should, you guys should keep that going. That's absolutely hilarious. You'll be clipped it up. That's funny. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was the beginning of season three, episode one oh five. Kitten Island. Kitten Island, we're, man. That's, we're that's ending the end. season threes this day in gaming on Kitten Island. Kitten Island, man. This was a week this day in gaming. By the way, uh, I just got to say we had no Japanese titles in no, there. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We had very few quality classic titles in there. I mean, we did have Ninja Gaiden 2 in there and stuff. And like I said, I brought up the Born Conspiracy. But, man, what a weak way to start. That's all right. We got plenty more days to come. Kitten Island, man. Kitten Island. It's all about that, Kitten Island. Kitten Island. (laughs) Yes, no less. Yeah, on the DS, too. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in and dropping through today uh, for Season 3, Episode 105. Getting it in. Um, Again, Living Split Screens, a non-console eccentric platform uh, covering all things going on within the gaming industry. We are the home of that RTS perspective. Um, that's that real-time strategy where we pull your, ourselves out of the world, look at the darker crevices of the map, pull those resources together uh, so we can not only build up our own foundation, but, ten, but potentially reach those 3 billion gamers that Phil Spencer always talks about. Uh, also the home of that ECP, Educated Consumer Perspective, um, because we're not in the industry directly or anything like that uh we're two gamers uh that have plenty of personal experience professionally um but also um more so casual experience in the gaming um hobby that we all love and enjoy so with that being said you can find me steel rain uh i steel rain i the t is a seven everywhere uh google's the easiest place twitter um is you can dm me there uh get up in the messages we can group up or whatever uh but also just the eco xbox ecosystem overall um to hit me a message let me know uh if you're trying to rent some diablo it is uh valley of the reapers if you're looking for a clan on diablo um we'll be there rocking and rolling and pong i want to say thank you for being here with me locked and loaded and uh getting this uh wonderful season three started man sorry about the troubles this morning brother uh it wasn't the way i wanted to start off season three i'll tell you that much no uh, big deal that's for dang sure uh no nah, it is a big deal because uh home with a horde horde of wars right yeah right we might have to change the uh the, the clan name um no what a great episode again the fact that we're starting off season three the fact that it is diablo 4 early launch week when we start season three the fact that we're on the cusp of showcase season of course playstation did start it off but as a heavyweight they didn't pull it off but we've got a week coming up starting on thursday through next week or through at least half of next week where we're going to have major announcements we're going to have so much to talk about steel it's not gonna be funny next saturday we're gonna have to do predictions if the leaks aren't already out there but we're gonna have summer games fest to already talk about and you know keely's got some new stuff there this is the christmas time for gamers i love this time of the year steel the fact that we've got great games launching across the board just like we thought this year was gonna be no matter where you're playing it's all kind of coming together steel 
And so for me, this is exciting, uh, more so than even normal. Uh, but thank you, brother, for all that you do behind the scenes to get this show off the ground. Again, hopefully as I get into the PC kind of side of things, I can start helping you out, start doing more. That's my plan all along. This was not... I didn't buy this PC just to play a game, folks. So we're going to have a lot more coming up, hopefully down the road here. Uh, but this is just the beginning, um, even though it is already season three. And the fact that we've been going this long is just incredible. It's so amazing. And thank you all for joining us today. Again, the consistency from our chat is second to none. Uh, thank you all for being here. Thank you for all pushing us out there, getting us some more subs. Again, last week's show, we got we gained like 20, 25 subs last week. It was absolutely incredible. Again, we're doing this organically. We're trying to get to that 1K mark. That's not what it's about, but it's still an important mark for a YouTube channel. And, and obviously, we hope that even though Steele and I only come pretty much to you right now one day a week on Saturdays, we give it our all when we come in here. That's why we go for as long as we do because Steele and I had do – Again, this isn't about, hey, we're just going to get in, get out. We got our Saturday show done. Now, Steele and I sometimes don't know how long the show is going to go for, right? And, and and that's how we work it. So thank you all for being here. Nothing but love and respect to each and one, every one of you, whether you're listening live here or in the future down the road, please understand we appreciate you all the same. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Listen, Pongso Xbox, Pongso Twitter. Tonight, it's going to be the Shop Podcast. Talking about growth, PTK Blam's channel is taking off. The man, again, six plus years now. So go check out the Shop Podcast if you have not already. PTK Blam, Fuzzy Belvedere, myself. And tonight, we have not one, but we've got two guests. So it's going to be a fun show tonight. We got Dirt. Griggity from Weebly Green. Oh my God, it's always a good time when he shows up. And of course, we've got Retri as well, who goes underneath the, uh, he's got his Game Pass Daily uh, show that he does. And he also does a show with Web Dave on top of that as well on Sundays. Mav's going to join them uh, tomorrow. So go check that out. But Retri's going to be there. We're going to have a great time tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. And then Tuesday, of course, it all starts again with the Xbox Factor podcast. Listen, all good things green. Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Mr. Boomstick's the man. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central, every Tuesday. And my guy, Steel has taken over for co-hosting X-Vlog, basically, at this point. It's pretty hilarious. Sometimes. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Boom is a huge, huge part of this community who has helped so many of us smaller people come up. Um, absolutely amazing. Go check out Xbox Factor every Tuesday, even though I can't be on there anymore, really. Um, go check it out anyways. And then, of course, Thursday, it's p.m. in the p.m., Pong and Mav in the PM. We will be back next week. We had to cancel this week's show. We were going to do a Diablo 4 stream anyways live. Then my AC went out. Mav is getting his AC fixed on Monday. So it was super hot. It was just, it was out of control. I was dealing with too much stuff. So we just canceled this week. We will be back next week. And we'll, and if Summer Games Fest is showing up at the same time, we will be co-streaming that during PM in the PM. So check us out, 7 PM Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, Fun Speculation Channel. Be there. And then Friday night, it's Xbox Ultimate, 10 PM Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Mav had a hell of a show last night. We had a great time. We did a prediction show last night. So if you didn't see that, go check it out. 
Mav had a huge guest lineup roll through. Colt Eastwood showed up. Rand L. Thor showed up. We had Lord Attic from the ILP. We had Retree there, of course. We had Dirk Grigody there. We had so many people. We had Slow Mo and Forte roll on through together. We had so many people uh, come through that show. It was awesome. Go check it out. Uh, interesting. There were some people with some very interesting ones. Steel was there the entire time playing Diablo 4. But what does he do? He rolls up in there with some of the craziest safe bets ever. Like, I, I, I still can't believe you are safe, that. man. Bro, it was fun. Go check out Xbox Ultimate every uh, Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Otherwise, listen, folks, if you've been paying attention, by the way, to the Twitter sphere, um, to some other people, some content creators, all of a sudden people are talking about the golden age of gaming. They're starting to use my tagline, folks. Well, guess what? You were here to hear it first. It's the golden age of gaming, people. Get out there. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Play what you love. Love what you play. Get excited. Showcase season's about to start. And I'm going to talk to you all real, real soon. Steel, get us out of here, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, again, I want to thank you for joining us on this wonderful Saturday morning going into the afternoon. Hopefully you have a fantastic weekend. I know I will be getting plenty of um, mother's warmth and uh, like mother getting my character to its uh I don't know. Um, it's going to be an ever-growing thing. Um, but hopefully you guys can join us. Maybe I'll end up live streaming tonight again at some point. Uh, I think that'll be another good time. Like the probably going to be another long one, but Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a good one. Stay safe out there. Catch you next time on episode 100 of six um, of Living Split Screen and uh, the second episode of season three. Much love. Y'all stay safe and we'll catch you next time. Peace.